I'm saying? Very right. excited for the future. All right, all right. Yeah. Sir, we have to ask you this question. <laughs> what Anthony Stokes yes. is, has been, and probably will continue to be at the forefront of your mind? An Oscar. Do you ever feel like, like we could be living differently in diverse? Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty DJ. And I am Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. The God in me honors the God in every single one of you today. I'm stoked. <laughs> I never know when to start because I want to cut people off. Anthony you know? Stokes. No, don't worry about it. This is this is going to be fantastic. Feel Absolutely. free to cut us off at any point in time because we already don't know a whole lot about your craft. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are going to be some points in time when you need to say, oh, wait, no, no, shut up. Hold on. <laughs> Let me correct you and tell you what the proper name, the proper term for this is or let me give you a little bit more insight into this since clearly you're just on a superficial plane right now. Can I give you an example? I was talking to my boy because I, I make comic books um, and I used I, I still screenwrite. And my boy was like, mentioned, he's like, oh, well, you know, you failed as a screenwriter. I said, I, I didn't fail. Oh, no, no. I switched lanes. All right. Change up on him. He you know? saw the accident coming down the road and he switched lanes before he got to it. So he didn't crash. You just swerved. <laughs> yep. um, anyway, so. As as an introduction, Anthony Stokes. Yes. Should you start with yours, Keon? You know him, right? Peripherally, through to some degree. The whole point is, he grew up. Because <laughs> this this is hilarious. I guess maybe I should start with this. A shout out to the, the the beautiful, the honorable JP Boyce. Absolutely. Right. Yes. That, that got us to this point. Got us to this point. She linked us. She did. Shout out to JP. Shout out to JP. Can I say a few things about JP? Please say a few things about JP. Um, she is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, she is my best friend. He's saying this with all the knowledge that she's going to listen to this, but let's be- <laughs> I love but let's shit. but let's believe him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She she has helped me improve in ways that I I can't even articulate. Uh. Um, she she has helped me in so many ways. Um, she made this so damn hard. This meeting right here, she absolutely made it so hard. She was <laughs> like, um, I don't I was like, JP, I got this comic book, you know, like I saw y'all doing your thing. Can I join up? You know what I'm saying? MJ's thing's a brother. That's my guy. We were neighbors. <laughs> yeah, we were so- neighbors. <laughs> I've known him my entire life. Can you please give me on there? Oh, I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. So I'm like, all right, send the comic book. Just send the comic book. Don't even send the Kickstarter link. Just send the comic book. You like it. I'm like, oh, done deal. Surely now we can get, <laughs> I can get on the podcast. Um, I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable about that sort of thing. And then finally, <laughs> that- this is an uphill battle. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that all this was going on, but <laughs> neither, neither did I. But, but that's great. But I, I'm glad that it was though, because it shows me just how solid again JP is. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I've always been that person as a middleman. Right. No matter what it was, I always thought about one, the credit score of both of the people that I'm dealing with. Yeah. And I don't want to put my credit score on the line, right? My cred, my street cred on the line, Facts. putting someone together with someone else that I know is going to be a disaster. Right. Right. That's my name. That mm-hmm. is my credit score. My I, name I, is my name. 
I can't allow that to drop like that. Right. So she was solid thinking like, okay, well, I don't want him to think that I'm only coming and talking to him simply because I have a favor to ask and trying to get this other dude on your podcast. But like, I can get it now. Was she incorrect? Yes, because I did yes. like what you did, and I was open to having you on, so it, it didn't it didn't have to be as uh, <laughs> like I, pulling teeth. No, yeah, it, didn't. <laughs> it didn't have to be that strenuous for her. But I'm glad that it was it at least came over her consciousness. JP, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes, yeah, we we all do over here at the, <laughs> at the ALW Pod. We love you, JP. But she brought you here, and I was like, damn. Because I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of the name so much. Mm-hmm. She every time we'd hang out, she'd bring up Anthony Stokes, Anthony soon Stokes. As, but soon I, as I heard Stokes, I knew exactly who it was. See, but see, you were better than me. I known in the city, huh? And, 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 I, and, and I, should, I should have known better, but I didn't. And then when I went to the Kickstarter page, mm-hmm. and I saw, I was like, oh, yeah, shit. that guy, that kid. He was my <laughs> not just the neighbor, next door neighbor, my next door. For neighbor. a decade plus, easy, <laughs> easily decade, easily a decade plus, and I'm glad that we're getting into this because Facts. we're gonna. If you know about the LW Pod, we get into it. We do not shy away from these conversations. I don't remember you being as integral of of the outside culture as I feel like I should have remembered you being a part of. And when I say that. I mean, yeah, when the ice cream truck came out, I'm certain you were there. Oh, yeah. It's booking. <laughs> but I don't remember you, like, on the rope swing, getting saying. torn up outside, <laughs> finding alleyways and pathways and cuts to new neighborhoods. He wasn't neighborhoods. What you shooting in the gym? Yeah, like, you. I don't remember you quite shooting in the gym, like, being out, out, outside Probably with, the, with the rest of us. Do they? <laughs> Duty's making appearances on bodies. <laughs> so, so what was so what was that about? Like, what, 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 was, what was going on? Your parents just didn't they didn't like the rest of the. They kids? wanted to get me outside so damn bad. I just oh, hated it. I like video oh. games. I like TV. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I've been a nerd for my entire life. You know who was outside? I remember Luke. Yeah, I'm shouts out to Luke. Luke was like, I was like the Chucky to his Tommy. Like they had to drag me out the crib okay. and all that stuff. So that's why. Also, I used to go by Donovan. That might be why you didn't put oh, the, the name together. Yes. Is that like a middle name or a middle name? So my great grandfather, he wanted a son named Anthony. Uh, he had a son named Richard Arthur, and then I think he had five daughters, mm. and it never got to Anthony. So all the the siblings and the cousins named their kid mm. Anthony. My mom married an Anthony, so I'm Anthony Donovan. My little brother's Tyler Anthony. My dad is Nathan Anthony. My Damn. yeah, <laughs> so Anthony and Junior is not gonna die out. That's why it's like because you say Anthony in the, in the in the room, you're like who? Like you know everybody's gonna look right. Up. Oh man, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, he got hit with the George Foreman. Oh, man. <laughs> George Foreman like name like, all of his kids George Did he? even the I think even his daughter's, daughter's name was George <laughs> I don't know yeah, that's insane like, like, everybody is George yeah and in my family that's you some got, branding you got, for your ass you got Earl <laughs> some branding yeah that's <laughs> some wild branding <laughs> you got Earl Jerome Hooks Earl <laughs> Eugene Hooks Earl Lonnie Hooks you have Julian Earl Hooks yeah sometimes Earl the names just making around they're like we're not letting go of this yeah but, you know ah hmm you don't have that? I don't I don't think that I have that. No. This nigga don't got no legacy. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga missing a, a story. 
Anywho, <laughs> shout out to JP. Shout out to the old times. It, it's yeah. just weird that we, this. Hey, all we got. love we love to get flowers on here. So yeah, it's this just, is it's this is another way. I told my dad you were coming on. He was like, oh, that's <laughs> a that's a man. You know, old niggas they they be real happy. He remembered, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was just like, oh, that's amazing. That's great to be able to link up because. Again, you start getting older and you see people start passing away and things yeah. like that. So yeah. he's just like, yeah, get together with all the people that you used to know and make something together and create some Facts. content. And so that's what his mind Keep is. So in the community. I love it, man. Exactly. And and it's black skin. So <laughs> you already know what it is. Absolutely. That's that's the thing. Okay. We are here today. Keon, is there anywhere in particular you would like to start with this? Um... Not necessarily, but I am. I'm interested in just knowing the background, like just you know the, how all this came about. I, you know, what I'm saying, and I'm also really interested in what the hell is Kickstart. Okay, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. See, we're gonna answer a lot of novice questions, and that's what I Cause like because we I'm, need to build upwards. Right? I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, what is this? Like some kind of GoFundMe? Well, like, Keon, what is this? This would have been a great conversation to have when the campaign was active. Ah, oh, um, so JP. <laughs> So we get to play. So it's it's crowdfunding. It's essentially like a pseudo store. You give me money, and I'm promising you a product that's not guaranteed, neither by me or the platform, and I give you rewards. Okay. So it's not a store because yes. if I go to Amazon, I give them money. Mm-hmm. They either have to deliver the product or give my money back. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it is a bit of a kind of like a like almost like a handshake arrangement. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And then I well, pinky they, promise. Basically, <laughs> they get a part of the profit. I get they get like. A certain amount, and I get the rest of the money. I have to then, for, I I should anyway fulfill the the, the obligation. You well, yes. If you look at it as obligatory, I do. Of course, yes. Of course, everybody's gonna get their shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if, if, I hope so. I mean, yeah. If you're, if you're looking for people to to support what you do, now we just had a, a quick conversation about how everybody isn't putting forth a product or a service that is really worth supporting. This is the, that is the truth. That is the truth. Uh-huh. So when you are doing such, every single person that supports you, you got to salute that. Uh-huh. Like you have to be in love with that. Now I saw on your Kickstarter that the goal was two thousand. I believe. Yes, sir. Okay. You guys also made how much? Thirty seven hundred. That is fantastic. Thank nice. you. Thank you. Um, how did you how did you garner that sort of support on your very first comic book? Uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Um, so essentially, I've been working in network. I mean, you call it networking. I've been just been posting on Facebook, talking shit. You know, kind of getting yeah. friends together. Yeah, a lot of family support. You know what I'm saying? But essentially, the the great thing about Kickstarter is it, they want to br- they want to highlight good product products and they want to bring people on. So it's like a lot of the money that you saw was from people I don't even know. Right. The next thing is, you know, I, it was a real when I tell you sweat and tears. See, most of the time you make, you get the, the Kickstarter and then you make the product. But I was like, I'm not trying to rush my artist. I'm not trying to go through the stress. I'm going to make it before. Mm-hmm. So I put up mad bread beforehand and made the comic book so I can show it. I can show it to you. Everybody can read it. Everybody can yeah. get up. So they're like, yo, I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers be mad. Like, where's issue two? I'm like, I'm working on it. Sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing. So it was a combination of networking people i've 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 been writing for a long time like okay. a long 15 years wow. you know what i'm saying okay i asked for a camera i think eighth grade for christmas so that tells you how long i've been having like writing and storytelling on a brain uh-huh. so people do they uh, people know me well and they know that's what i do so they kind of see that um you know 
kind of building with somebody. This is a steady progression. Ascending. You want to help them up. You should anyway, because not everybody did. But and then also like I've had um <laughs> throwing wild yeah. shots like Yeah, no, I was like subliminals. Yeah, pe- people facts. are definitely catching some. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. No, because and and I also I had a you know, I think a lot of people it's kind of rough times, you know, these days. And I think people want to support, they want to rally around people. Oh yeah, no, that is that well, is well at least cool. at least the love on there is genuine because you said that most of those people you don't know. Like they don't have what you about to say? I'd say twenty five percent of people that are just, you know, you do you you see a project you're like I'll, I'll give that five bucks, I'll check it out. Yeah, okay. And then like a lot of people, a lot of people did a lot of head lifting. Like my mom donated like above did went above beyond. Shout out to my mom, my cousin Bria. We hosted a, a, a Kickstarter party, so um, the a lot of a lot of family support. I mean, yeah. that's what that's what family's for. Exactly, exactly. But what I keep thinking to myself is like the issue one is easy. The first thing is easy, but mm-hmm. the second thing, there's diminishing returns on that. Like there, you gotta you gotta take off a little bit. You know, you gotta stand more on your on your own after that. So mm-hmm. you know, we're 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 setting things up to make sure. Okay, well, right. let, well, let's get into some of the particulars of this thing. So the comic book itself, it is called Decay. Decay. Yes. Now, tell us a little bit about why decay. Because that's a very, I mean, it's, it's a very specific word. Yes, it decay. Is. <laughs> okay, right. So decay, it's you could say it's it's like rotting. You know, it's about moral decay. You, you can moral call it decay. It's hmm. got kind of a zombie, undead, supernatural element to it. So there's that as well. So right. That was that was. It sounded better than rotten. At the time, let's go with decay. Rotten is decay. No, yeah, uh, no, decay is much yeah, better. Much yeah. yeah, thank you for choosing one that less one. letter. Save a little bit on uh, merchandise and stuff hey. like that. A little more room. Yo, that is real. Because when yeah. I heard you on the other podcast, shout out to them, constructing comics, constructing comics. Yes, sir. They were asking you some things, and I had to go off of some of them, such as you commissioning this entire work. Yes, right. So. You are having to think about (laughs) (laughs) what is going on every one of these pages because I'm paying for every single page. We don't necessarily have to get into the price. Every single word. Right. If you do, okay, so you do the the artwork by the page, you do the lettering by the page. So it's really by the page. So the real thing you have to consider is the per pages. The thing is, and I'm learning, this is hitting me with like a ton of bricks. You have to do when you're printing, they take a sheet of paper and they fold it, that's four pages. So you have to do a four page uh like numbers. I don't know, like divisible divisible by four. I get, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. y'all got it. Yeah, y'all got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Y'all graduated high school here. So um so that's one thing to consider. So I can't do twenty two pages. I have to do twenty four pages. Mm-hmm. I can't do twenty six, you know, so you have to round up. Um so we don't have to get into the particulars, but it was very if it <laughs> it was very expensive. When I tell you <laughs> that thirty seven felt every bit of that. When you when I tell you that that money that we raised, so and and it, Kickstarter is a strategy. That's the cool thing. It's a strategy. So if you ask for too much money, it's like eh, that's too much. You don't, you might not meet it because if you don't meet the goal, you're out of there. You don't get any money. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, I said a goal that was that's like a very interesting gamble. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. So what they say is you do the bare amount for you to say, okay, I'm going to do issue two. And that's what you, that's what you said it at. So I don't know if I made any money off it to be honest. I can almost decidedly say I didn't make any money, but I made a lot of networks. I made a lot of contacts. I got people hooked and there's going to be a lot less expenses going forward. Like I don't have to pay for a logo. I got all the logos made in advance. I don't have to pay for somebody's editing the thing. They're, they're like the printing template. I didn't know you have to put it to a template. And so it might get cut off. That costs 
money. So, you know, there's a yeah. lot of expenses. But it's all worth it. But I will tell you, it was the day after because the first day, the second day, and the last day are your big days. Okay. That's where you get the biggest jumps because that's when people get emails about the Everybody gets an email for yeah. the first day, and they get the email about the last day. And I, I tell you, I had 18 backers on the first day. I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, man. I was like, bro, how y'all going to leave me out to dry right now? It's like half of one of those was like, they back everything. It was like, we'll give a dollar to every project. So it was really 17. And right. I was tight. <laughs> I was but, tight. But, but, it was but, a bot. But, but Kickstarter <laughs> itself doesn't do the promotions, correct? I mean, aside from the emails and how do they even get the emails? So- does Kickstarter have its own sort of email list, like or like a guest list in a sense, like people that have done work on Kickstarter before? So then they just get emails out when new things are coming out that they, they subscribe have a, to on their platform. They advertise on their platform. So let's say you this goal got funded. Congrats. Here's some projects you should check out the bottom. They have this thing called a project you love. We love, which is like the staff picks, which I missed. I missed out on. I think the cover was too bloody it's like a severed arm and i was like damn it i could have gotten oh, Isn't so that i saw that yeah oh that's what's on kickstarter like the severed arm the right? severed arm oh, yeah. um with the with the with, with the guns with, yeah, yeah, i thought yeah, it was yeah. badass but kickstarter apparently didn't agree with that so uh, if you're a frequent user on kickstarter you will get recommendations you'll get the projects we love you get the hey check this out okay you know what i'm saying all right so like other Platforms. It's like, yeah, it's like YouTube. Yeah, just like you other know? platforms. Recommendations, yeah. exactly. things like that. They want you to be Al- on there algorithms. the whole time. They want you to click and not leave. So, yeah, they, they got you. Um, hmm. That's okay. what they got going okay. on. Okay, yeah, it makes a whole lot more sense. And so we should get into the comic itself. Okay. Okay. DK. Yes. It sounds better than rotten, so that's why we went with it. <laughs> so that's why we went with the name. Facts. But as far as the actual story itself... Quick synopsis. So, the synopsis is essentially, I guess I'll go with the the theme more so. That's more interesting. It's about, you know, it's about loss. It's about grief. It's about, you know, rallying around your family and people you cared about. And what if that what if that goes wrong? What if that doesn't work? That's the that's the scenario. Mm-hmm. So very dark, very grim. Um, the conception of the idea was, I mean, it's a little cynical, but I was like, there's going to be some R-rated combo movies and I need to get in on that because I want to make a movie. Like, yeah, and I was like, OK, so I got this. You know, it's real cheap to film in New Orleans. So uh, I said New Orleans and then like, okay, you got like some voodoo, you got some. And then they kind of went forth from there and uh-huh. then got, got everything. Uh, Why do there. you know that? That it's cheaper to film in New Orleans? Yes. Because unfortunately due to, due to Hurricane Katrina, certain places, they will give you a tax credit to film. Um, and so if you, if you film in New Orleans, you're bringing money. You're bringing mad money. You're bringing jobs. You're bringing money. Mm. So they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll give you a tax credit to 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 um to film there. So I am a filmmaker at heart. I'm I'm you know kind of taking a us aside to to take care of this so I can get back to filmmaking. But I do know that because I excuse me, I pay attention to that, that kind of thing because I'm a nerd. Okay, no, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you got to do your research. Yeah, Thanks. and and I've been on here. I think I was just on here on the last episode that I did with Aaron Duray. Shout out to Aaron that. Nerds are important. <laughs> it ma- it matters that you be a nerd for something. something. Yeah. Because all that really means, as far as I've been able to understand, is that you have a beaming passion for something, that you care yeah. about something. Yeah. And I think that that's important to have. I used to be a little disgusted at the word nerd if somebody called yeah. me a nerd about something. But <laughs> yeah, I'm at that I've, age. I've come to understand. It pays to be a nerd. You know, what, what it means for real. It's our time now. You know, so, we take it on. <laughs> 
It's our time now. <laughs> High school, y'all got it. But Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds, exactly. Facts. All right, so, so Grim, something that I heard you talk about again on the other podcast is you loved the word dread. Dread, yes. That was used. What is it about this thing that you feel like is so great and holds so much power I love it. that you have to harness it in some way to be able to express what you want to express through your your medium? Okay. So, and I, I love cooking as a metaphor for storytelling. Okay. So like if I'm, if I'm making like, if I'm making something that's really hot, I set it aside. They say the carry over heat will heat it up. You want atmosphere. You want your audience to feel things at all times. Okay. And dread is the easiest for me an easy emotion to evoke and it really sticks with you so that's why it's great it's almost like it pulls its own weight it pulls a story so i don't have to be i don't have to have something crazy going on every single moment right but in the back of your head you're like yeah, the yeah, shoe's yeah. about to drop uh-huh. right that's that's the feeling you're looking for is just like you never want the person to feel quite safe or quite like they have their bearings it's like, like there's like a, a bottle of water a cup of water on the edge of the table and somebody's hitting the table and it's just like it's like, it's like right there yeah, yeah that's what you want and so so you want us to feel like that bottle of water. Yes. <laughs> or you want who you're watching <laughs> the bottle of water. Yeah, okay, honestly, yeah. I think it's more tense watching the bottle watching of water. Watching the bottle yeah, of water. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dread yeah. is like the feeling of something bad is about to happen. Yes. I said it's honestly it's something that I've dealt with a lot, unfortunately. I think a lot of people like we talked about. I mean, it's, it's we're in like year three thousand of this pandemic, but like, you know, dread is it's not it's a horrible emotion. It's it's terrible, but it's just like I, I don't know what's wrong, but something is wrong. And that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it. yeah. it's not quite prevalent enough to be able to be identified and processed as such. So then it's just kind of ha- like lurking around you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that is pretty terrible. And I, I will. And it's just like some and you watch horror movies nowadays and they ruin the dread. Like for me, the best part of a horror movie or a thriller is like, I don't know what the scary Ah, element is like one of the things get out is an amazing movie okay. but one of the things i don't like is that like if you watch get out and you take that opening away where like the person gets like jumped and dragged into the car and all that you're watching this movie and you're like i don't know if something bad is about to happen but i feel like it is but i don't know once that moment happens it takes it out of the space of this could be a black comedy this could be a thriller it could be a mystery it's a horror movie now we know mm-hmm. it yeah, we we know at least it's at least a thriller. So right. you want you want to keep them in suspense. You want to keep them waiting and waiting and waiting, and then you finally you finally want to let that shoe drop and just really. I'm looking at this poster that you brought us Facts. in here, and it's and it's awesome. It's awesome artwork. Again, what's the dude's name? Shout, um, let's shout Mark him out. Oliver. Mark Oliver. Shout, shout him out. One? Yeah, Beast. Mark, shout yeah. Grab one? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead and grab one. Yeah, we can put it in the camera. No, that's that's dope. And we should probably just throw it up on IG when we put the clips out too. Yeah. yeah. But you know, this is this is super dope. Shout out to JP again for yeah. for being the the model for this. Yep. I'm looking at this woman with all these rings and skulls on her <laughs> on her earrings and all this sort of stuff, along with this little voodoo puppet here Fast. down at the bottom. And this is definitely something that you know I, I should I should talk about on here. Facts. Because I've happened to come across quite a few many people that <laughs> that purport to be witches. Way too and, many, right? And and, and and Kihan has known this and he has made fun of me about this before. This is what I'm going to say, first and foremost, as soon as I look at this thing. I just watched that fucking movie and I think Mikey's the one that... Mikey is, is the one that came into our chat 
and recommended watching the movie Spell with Amari Hardwick, oh, yeah. right? That's yeah. up. What is it on Hulu or Netflix? I think it's on like Hulu or enough. I don't know. I didn't watch it. It's a horror movie. Shout don't out watch to Mikey. it. Mikey. It's a horror movie. <laughs> um, and it does deal with this supernatural voodoo type thing. Terrible movie. Don't go watch it. I just, I'm just bringing this up because, <laughs> because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is that you know or what instance, what, what affiliation, sir, do you have with this world enough to be able to feel like you can get a realistic grasp on some of the supernatural that you're so, that you're implementing in your comic? So I, if when you get the final copy of the comic book, I'm going to remove the word voodoo from it. There's there's no mention of voodoo hmm. because, well, um, Western culture has has vilified voodoo. It's actually an African. African origins right, and you know it's so bad to see people like oh I'm a Christian I would never do that kind of scene worship stuff it's like this is our culture you know we're black you know we're all black here it's, it's our culture I don't want to be a part of that so the voodoo is more of just like the backdrop it's just like a, a setting but I want to remove that so I can I, I don't want to misrepresent any black culture appropriate any kind of black culture we're not doing that so okay really it's just kind of like what what needs to happen for the plot and that's that's the magic, and that's what that's what happens. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> Whatever vibe. The, yeah. the voodoo is the vibe. It's, it's a vibe. The, voodoo vibes. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, I mean, it's a voodoo doll. You can't escape that. But right. it's it's so cool. Like it just looks. Like, no, nah, no, it's, it's it's awesome. It's super dope. I'm loving everything about this. So you have the Kickstarter. The campaign is over. You did well. Made way more money than you needed to. Almost made a profit. Almost made a profit. Now, where are we in the process right now? I'm getting the the issue one edited. I sent the PDF out for everybody. Um, I'm getting certain things made. I got the, I believe there's a sticker right here. Oh yeah, we, we got, got some merch coming. You know what I'm saying? So right now is is oh I got a con next month. I'm going to Hampton Con in oh, Hampton, oh, Virginia. Oh shit! Hold on, that. Oh yeah, this is what we need to talk about. This seems like it's gonna be so, a good time. Like this is where you would want to be if you're in that area and you like it. Right? It's called like, yes. Hampton Con. Hampton Con. Yes, in Hampton, Virginia. So I got that going on. I mean, I've kind of given up being. Uh, Happy. I'm just. I'm just chasing success. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> you gotta elaborate as on that. As soon as he said, "Yeah, I've given up on," I was like, "Oh, this shit already said." No matter what he says after <laughs> on being happy. Fuck being happy. That's fleeting. Tell me what's being what, what, what gives you some meaning. That's what you're this, chasing. You know. This, See, that's what you're chasing. Uh, my my mother. I was I was I was tepid about showing my mom because again, it's voodoo and it's vilified. It's whack that people mm-hmm. do that. Stop doing it. Is she re- is she very re- like religious? She's pretty. She's pretty religious. She's not. And my my whole, my whole family's religious. But I think what they did, and I didn't have to sit down and explain this to them, is that look, this is fiction. I'm I'm writing about stuff I don't necessarily believe in because this is the story that I'm telling. Mm. I didn't have to explain that. I think everybody got it. Uh, at least they gave me money, so they got it well enough. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah. So my mom, she liked it. She's been real supportive, and to have my mother um support. And be happy is is super important to have my have yeah. my boys, um, you know my boys, my family, people that I don't even know, like to to, to like support me and appreciate it. Be like just like I liked it because this has been an uphill battle. Writing, I have this is the first thing I've ever put out. Like I don't have, I may even made a couple music videos, but I like I told you, I've been writing for fifteen years, mm-hmm. and I don't have nothing to show for it. And now I have something to show for it, and it's it's almost overwhelming. 
And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, like some real geeky creator sort of questions. Like, you, how long did it take you to do this? And like from conception, we mm-hmm. we might have to get in touch with that artist. He's from Brazil. He speaks Portuguese. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, our, yeah, our guy. Damn, if it was at least Spanish, like I might be able to like yeah. Portuguese. We talked to a translator, you know. So, which I think is a testament to to our you know our teamwork and shots out and the your, mark and your diligence, like to be able to break that barrier and right. still come out with this with is a awesome. solid product. Well, no, and that's something I want to talk about as well because we happen to well, we kind of got lucky. We went through Upwork. I don't know if you're available, if you are understanding or knowing of that app or whatever. Upwork, you can go and buy, you know, freelance artists and stuff like that for all different sorts of content. We hit one dude up. He was trying. He was trying to charge us something yeah, like, yeah, like seven thousand dollars. Yeah, like for that, something for crazy. that, for that, like three minute Earl selling windshields cartoon from back in the day. Like he was trying to say something crazy. Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah, this nigga worked for Pixar or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> 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 Shit better be on Academy Award or something. <laughs> right. This is the, we were trying to make the new DreamWorks movie. Yeah. Like, yeah like, oh, bro, my we, God. Toy like, Story 5. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, we don't, we don't got it like that. Nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> anyway, then the next guy we got in contact with, I want to ask you exactly what moment you had that let you know you were in good hands. Because when I was talking to the guy that actually ended up doing the artistry for our cartoon, it was the way he spoke to me. I knew before I even got anything back, I felt pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. I had seen some of the stuff he had done before, and I liked the style, and I knew that he was kind of like down with the culture, mm-hmm. like he understood, you know, like <laughs> yeah, because he was doing those how uh, to draw black people, and, joints, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he had some stuff under his under his belt, so I was happy about that. And then as soon as he sent the stuff back. He was able to hear our voices and and get, we sent him a couple of photos of us mm-hmm. and he saw that and he was able to embody our sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he was able to find a way to put that together in a way that I felt like made perfect sense for yeah, what, right. we were, what we were doing and what we were going yeah. for. So what moment was there for you where you were like, OK, I can chill. I'm in good hands. He's going to do what he needs to do, especially since he speaks Portuguese and I can't really be in his ear telling him about the nuances of what I might like to see. There is definitely times where we just we just aren't we just not in the same level. But again, yeah. shout out to him. I think it's a testament to, to my diligence and his diligence that we that we worked it out. Great dude. Um there was a scene um there's a shootout page four. There's a scene and everybody's four is a shootout alert, you, know what mean? you know shit's happening. Oh really. we get popping. It was running out and you know he's he's Brazilian. Yeah. The the asses look perfect, perfectly <laughs> succulent. Yeah, so I was like, "This is the guy." Um, no, we we did a couple comments. We did a couple like one page, two page comments. Like, nah, this dude he works fast. The art is gorgeous. The yeah. art is gorgeous, and that was the main thing. This is we're both coming up. You know what I'm saying? And he he helps me out. I help him out. You know, I gave him a bonus. He didn't charge me for the Kickstarter. Anything mm. related to the Kickstarter, he did for free. Yeah. Wow. So. No, I mean, and that's, that's what it's supposed up. to be. It's supposed to be you take care yeah, of me, I sure. take care of you. Let's that's what's up. Let's go, you know. So that yeah, that and, was the moment. And like you said, may not necessarily be making all the the ROI, but you are networking. Yes, you are definitely making connections, and that's that. That once you say I want to make art, you're kind of giving up making money. Like you, it's it's a it's a uphill. <laughs> I keep saying uphill battle, but I can't say it enough. Like it's a steep. I climbed a mountain. This has been your baby. For quite some time. Well, let me. Well, you did ask how long conception. exactly. It was about end of 2020. I had this idea. 
Okay. Um, I work fast. With me being a writer for so long, I, I work pretty fast. I got a lot of tools. I'll give you an example. You want to get into the nerdy shit? Yes. I'm working on a second, a set, not a second issue, this, a second unrelated comic book. Shout out to TJ Battle. We're, we're working on something. And I was like, I was, I was like, my boy was like, you need to focus on the world building. It's supposed to be a one off, but he's like, why don't you do the world building so that people may want something? You don't have to do it. People may want another one. I said, okay. So I did a hundred facts about this universe mm. and I sat down and I listed every single fact about the, about the universe. Uh. And it really ended up helping. It, it gave me a lot of story beats that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So it's, you just learn how to work faster you and hand me that glass. Sir? The, yeah, yeah, facts. <laughs> and I just learned to I just learned to work, you know, work faster. You know what I'm saying? And work, I, I do work hard as well. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like if you're working hard and run up against a wall, like what's the point? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it doesn't take me long to get the whole. Like I'm, if you can't tell, I'm a little obsessed with uh, storytelling, and, and I, it is an obsession. Like it, the, the shit. You are who I thought you'd have to be. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of, I turned myself into this person because, like, like I said, 10 years, I'm going, I'm about, to, I'm ripping my damn hair out. I'm like, I got to get something done. And, like, no, I, I kind of like psyched myself into, into this. And no, it, it looks good. And, you know, well, the, the, also another answer is I'm used to writing screenplays. 120 pages a screenplay might be. The script for this was like 12 pages. Right. Mm. So, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's less, it's more freeing, it's, it's cheaper. It's cheaper. Like I was talking to my my friend, he's a producer. I said, How much would it cost for like a five minute short film? Oh, he said like 20 k Damn. Yeah. Five minutes? For it to look good, for it to look like you're not just with your boys with a camera running. Oh around. yeah, yeah. Go ahead and line up these comic books, buddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so But I mean, there's a lot of people just shooting or I don't know, I'd be watching these iPhone commercials, people be shooting movies on these iPhones, like that's a that? lie. That's a, That's a lie? lie. They have a whole damn crew. They have all kinds of. It's, <laughs> if you look at the rig, it's like an iPhone, and then they have like a a, a lens, and right. then like a one of these over top of the lens, and right. then so like right. it's kind of disingenuous to uh, say you can shoot an iPhone. They're just and trying to sell it. iPhones look great, but here's the thing: you can't cheat film. You can't cheat when you look into a movie theater. What you see, you cannot cheat it. You can't. You can't pay. You have to pay for it. Right. Because you have to set the frame rates right. It, I, honestly, I couldn't even tell you how to make a professional film look like a film, except for a professional camera and a professional crew. Yeah, you know just enough to know that most people can't do it. You can't it. do hey, it, bro. Look, you ain't got to tell us because we've had many a battles right here in this room trying to get cameras ready, trying to figure out how to, how this works, how that works, but, how we wanted to be. Y'all are sitting but, still. You're not even filming a movie. But, that, bro, yeah. but, but just, I, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, just a still, it's just a still shot. But, but this is real, though, because I was just having this conversation with a friend. You have no idea. We do not give cr- enough credit to people that are good at things. Yeah. <laughs> And that do things yeah. that just do shit. Yeah, you have no idea. We, 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 us very limited human beings. We only know but so much. Like actually know some stuff, like how to do something or know some knowledge of something. And so you know that, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. So when other people <laughs> are doing stuff and they're just yeah. creating stuff, it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. We can take it to its extreme. Elon Musk, he's building rockets, sending people to the moon. He's digging tunnels all through the U.S. He's doing the Neuralink stuff. He's got the Teslas. And the thing is, once somebody good at something does their thing enough, you take you, it for granted. You, you take it for granted. You're like, oh, that's cool. 
Oh, he's sending people to the moon. Okay. Uh, yeah. oh, What's he, next? Oh, he digging tunnels. Oh, he doing this. And you start to take that for granted, but it's like, bro, you have no idea yeah. what it takes to be Elon Musk or to yeah. create any it's of these It's like things. Steph Curry hitting a half-court shot. And you're like, oh, yeah, sure. That, yeah, that yeah. happens. Yeah, that's happens. In a million years, I couldn't hit that shot. Right. So <laughs> so when he's talking about this whole filming thing, you, you just have no idea. I think it comes to the same thing when it comes to podcasting. When people are just like, oh, well, what's a podcast? Or how do you put it together? Or just what, come what on are there the and steps? talk. You just come on there and talk. Like that's, but unless you know the mechanics of conversation and as well as the mechanics of just the podcast in and of itself, yeah, like it just it wouldn't make any sense to you. So, of course, you're going to take it for granted or you're going to slight someone mm-hmm. of their talents mm-hmm. and skills. That's just the way so it goes. So, I want to give you guys a shout out because, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a great podcast. Um, I tell you, like, it's it's so frustrating listening to y'all because, like, I just want to I just want to jump in. Like, I want to jump in a point. Oh, great, great point, Keon. I want to pause this <laughs> shit and like jump in, but it's like you guys do. No, you guys do a fantastic job, and I feel like you know what I'm saying you guys have a great platform, and I like a, this was super important to me to you know like network and and get something out there, and uh, I, it really means a lot. And that's why I brought you on here because you're doing because I'm appreciating somebody that's doing something Mm -hmm. and it's coming out well. How I don't have any idea what it takes to make a comic book. Right. So in my mind, I have to have you on. (laughs) Like in my mind, it's either this or I'm gonna just call you. (laughs) So I'm just glad that we just got you here because I needed to know. Like, oh shit, he just made a comic book. That's cool. How do you do that? It's Uh, bizarre. I I don't know. It it is. It is bizarre when I when I when I have have the physical copy in my hand which is coming soon i'm gonna i'm probably gonna break down yeah i could imagine i'm we, probably gonna break down yeah. and so it's taking you as long as it's taking you it's your first time you've gone from screenwriting right so you've had all these different sort of ideas and skills bubbling up through time and you've been honing them in different ways this is now dropping yes how does it how did it feel for like the first five people to read it like how, like who shat on you and what was it that they said was wrong or that you could have done better? And how did you process that information? So I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. I've been writing for a long time. So I know how to iron out things. There's a point where when something's good, it's not like this is bad. It's like me personally, I would make a certain decision that's different, okay. but it's still good. So it was a okay. little bit It when, when I showed it to people. Um, first off, sh- again, shout out to JP. She read every single issue. Shout out to my boy Ty. Shout out to my boy, my boy Julio. They read everything out. And I, I wrote a lot. 2020, bro, I went crazy. I might have written like 800 pages 2020. Just oh. crazy. Just crazy, just bugged just, out. Just random. Just off, no, scripts, like narratives. So right. these are off these the, are, off these the are sugar-free kinda... monster going stupid. Like, <laughs> So these are just kind of in the vault? Yes, because we have a vault too. We have yeah, a vault. Oh, of, oh, yeah, some secret episodes. Yeah, we've got some episodes that have. That have <laughs> never but there aired. may be a difference between our vault and his vault. Our <laughs> vault is trash. Yes, we have. We have trash. like ten trash episodes that just didn't come out. Yeah, <laughs> you have a vault, but you probably wouldn't stand on it being trash. Hell though. no. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm hell no. See, that's a little different. It's all about resources. If I had a billion dollars, no, all this shit would be out like tomorrow. But right, you know, yeah, yeah. this is it's about it's about stepping stones. It's about and people last time, last time, 
JP, I love you. She'd be like, Rome wasn't built in a day. Rome wasn't built in a day. And I'm like, all right, fine, but it's been 10 years. Like it's been, <laughs> it's been a decade plus, but right. I'm just, I'm just rushing. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like, I've, I've gotten better at kind of stepping back and, and just taking perspective, but um i just want i just want so much you know what i'm saying and and it's you know what having self-awareness to and again i don't i wouldn't i'm not saying they're trash but having the self-awareness to be like this isn't good enough to put out yeah it's important because some some people put out some garbage bro and then once you look at it and be like look you did it yeah you did it you made a thing you made it for for a creator though that's uh, i i want to say something about that too yeah it's rough because it's always going to be trash. I was just having this conversation with Mikey about how even though we're on episode, this is episode 83. Yeah. This is going to be trash to us at some point in time. Yeah. Even the episodes that we <laughs> did decide to put out, if you go back, tell me, you look me in my eyes right now and tell me that you feel like episode one through 20 that you can actually go to right, that aren't in the vault, that you can go on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple, are good. No, they're not that good. There are a couple. There are a couple that I yeah. like in that, but they're not a couple top. Can I recommend something? Why don't y'all just kind of edit together though the best parts of those ten episodes and like make like a like a, a little of, compilation? Yeah, yeah, like a like a deleted deleted scenes. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give them the out. You got right. one great episode. Bloopers. The bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you well you well, might you know you want to know what's interesting about Mikey? What you just, write that down. <laughs> what's interesting about <laughs> Shout what out you to said? Mikey. A lot of people spend so much time perfecting something that they just never get something out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So their self-awareness is a double-edged sword mm-hmm. because you have yeah, one spectrum where you're just putting out anything. Fuck it. I'm just working. I'm grinding. I respect it, but take a break. Kind of look. If you're not looking inward, like I learned a lot from this. I Oh my God. I could not tell you how much I learned from it. It's still, to me, it's good. To me, it's good. Like, so I'm different. Again, you can you can call it arrogance. You can call it competitiveness. Mm-hmm. I think it's good, right? You know what I'm saying. So I will never look at this and say it's trash. There's things I can do different, sure, but it's more about the creative process. Like like I said, the formatting and all the the stuff that goes on behind that that I'm still learning. Right. Believe me. Um. Uh, but but okay. You could also be the guy that's like, yeah, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna spend ten years on one song. And it's like, what good is that? And and that's that's the the trick is you gotta find you gotta. You got to put stuff out, step inward, because if you're putting stuff out and you're not learning, everything is a learning process. And I, I'll tell you what, I write something to figure out how to do it. Like I, I wrote, I was trying to like, I was trying to work on how to do like, like a certain style of dialogue. So I wrote a story with that dialogue. I sent it out and I said, okay, so you get, so you got to keep things in mind. You can't just be putting shit out. It's like try to get better and learn and within and then use that internalize it and go forward and get better mm-hmm. and then but you, yeah but you also don't want to be like this is shit this is dog shit i can't release this and then you don't do anything <laughs> yeah and it's such as the life of an artist such as life of it, yeah okay. yeah okay. it really is okay. because you got to have some people around you that are actually going to be a good counsel and tell you what's yeah. what what don't you have should a, release don't have a bunch of yes men no, but uh, yeah, I mean, but for me, when people are trying to critique any sort of artwork, I just don't like yeses or noes. That's all. I don't Fact. like, oh, this is great. I don't like this sucks. Give me something. something. There needs to be some sort of nuance to this. Like, give me what what are you thinking? Why do you feel this way about this scene? I say or, give me the best parts. Give me the give me give me the top three moments. Give me some. Just mm-hmm. just bring it to bring it out. 
And um, it's also like your friends are like, you're going to be pretty, you're going to have similar taste too. So you got to try to step outside your circle. But and that, that and is a separate problem is that some people just don't care. They want the finished product. They don't, they're not trying to see like the up and coming. They're not trying to see like, like, yo, it's a script. This is going to turn into a movie. Like this could, I need your help. No, I couldn't even get feedback, bro. Like even getting the four people to read my scripts now was crazy hard. Like, damn. Yeah. No. And then, oh my God. Bro, so I mean, how long does it take to go through a script? <laughs> Shit, don't ask me. Months. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're talking about just reading, like one, reading right? it. Yeah. Well, so I'm saying. <laughs> well, I, so I know you don't read novels. <laughs> I don't. You right? Okay. So, <laughs> so I am a reader. So I nice. feel like that's something that I could I could get through, and I'd enjoy getting through a script. Right. Like Can I send you one? Yes. My God. Yes. Don't get, yeah. Like I don't. My know. God. JP has actually written some stuff and then sent it over to me so I can read and. She wrote something that I was yeah, really proud of. Her. Critique. Really good. No. Yeah. Getting feedback with it. There was so many steps. Oh my God. First, let me let me just kind of take you through the last fifteen years. The first step. Oh, was, sure. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. It's been a lot of no no no. Real quick. Okay. Step one was getting the camera. That was fucking crazy. Got the camera. The camera got stolen. Damn. Next was like I kind of stopped creating for a while. Life got shit got hard, and then I kind of just is like on the darkest, like the hardest one of the hardest days of my life. I'm like I'm gonna just work on these scripts. If nothing else, I'm gonna get one script out there. And this is if if shit goes left, I did this one thing. I kept putting it out, putting it out. But then it was getting script feedback. Mm-hmm. Hey, who wants to read the script? Who wants to read the script? Want to read the script? Oh. Some people. Some some people, they're like a hundred pages. That's too long. It's so long. But if you look at the script format, it's just space. Right. Yeah. If yeah, your yeah, if yeah. your script has doesn't have enough white space, they'll tell you like you need to add more enters. You need to like little fillers. <laughs> you much? need to just like let's say you had a big block of text. They'd be like chop that up. Oh, uh, okay. Because so, you need white space. It's supposed to be visually appealing to read. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that was a thing. And after that, it was kind of getting resources and then now at this point it's just fulfilling this campaign and, and going forward so this is definitely like the the sunny days you know what i'm saying all very right. excited for the future all right all right yeah. yeah so we have to ask you this question <laughs> what anthony stokes yes is has been and probably will continue to be at the forefront of your mind an oscar Oh, D- D- yo, this motherfucker <laughs> just went straight. Like, I want an Oscar. He just went straight. <laughs> I want an Oscar. People yeah, come on here to talk about, well, I'm just trying to make a little bit more money right now. I'm trying to get myself together. I'm trying to get healthy. I'm trying to do this, trying to do that. This motherfucker said, Oscar. I want yeah. an Oscar. I know what I want. I want an Oscar. What right. do you think this is? <laughs> yeah. Nigga, go, no, go, I know nigga I, go home. I want an Oscar. I'm so glad to be around like open-minded people, man, because like it took a while to be comfortable my, in my skin and be like, people be like, oh, you sound arrogant. Like, all this goddamn work I put in, you goddamn right, I sound arrogant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like if anybody works, y'all should be arrogant right. at this. Yeah, no, at this. I understand. You got a soundboard here and shit. You got three <laughs> different mics. You got like the little circle ring thingies. Like it should be. You put real work into this. You know what I'm saying? If some niggas just do a hey. Zoom call and record it. Yeah, he shouldn't be. <laughs> hey, hey, yo, hey, hey. Oh, hey. I get too spicy. Am I get too spicy? Nah, do it, do it. Listen, because we don't got to talk. Go ahead and do it for us. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to put this microphone back. But we back. can all look at somebody else's saying, they're 
there's nothing wrong with dabbling. There's nothing wrong, but there's also cool. It's cool to 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 be a nerd to to dedicate yourself to something. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. I want to ask you something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm not a big comic book person. You know, I'm into like Marvel. You are I'm now into DC. <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got I got memorabilia now. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Um, you, you know are what I'm now. This is, this is this is a this is a Kanye hoodie at the St. Pablo tour. Oh, yeah, this, this, is, this is some high praise, man. But um, I'm not. So like I said, I'm not big into comic books. I don't read comic books. I am a big Marvel DC fan. Facts. But one thing. That I've wanted to know ever since I, I I heard I listened to the last pod that you were on is what is the what's the comic book world like? Is it diverse? Are the are there are there any other brothers? <laughs> what is it like? I'm really I'm dead ass curious. This right, is I'm dead ass I, curious. Right, like because we didn't even get to speak about it. You're going to what you call it Hampton Com? Hampton Com Hampton Con. Hampton like, like Hampton Right Con. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like like in, within all the networking and communication right. that you've had. What is what is the, what is it looking like? What is the world <laughs> looking like? You know what, Keon's, Keon's What about like, the brothers? Oh yeah, like are the niggas there or not? Like, you know what I was gonna say is like this is the first interview I've done where I can say the N-word. And I might I might not. How's it feel? Fantastic. It's good. I feel like when you're in a professional setting with two black people, it's like it's like chicken to say who's gonna see who's gonna say the N-word first. Yeah. So now so now that I'm now that I'm like out of that. We've broken the ice. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We cracked the seal. Um Okay. Okay. So if you thought the Oscar comment was spicy, um, there's a lot of brothers really? in the industry. Okay. Matter of fact. Bet. So but he's pulling up like, no friends in the industry. My brothers be my brothers, man. You niggas ain't akin to me a fat. Whoa. No, nah, go ahead. I, I've made a lot of great contacts in the comic book industry. Right. And okay, a lot of good of them. And and the, here's the I'm not trying to pull the crab in a bucket metaphor, but I have reached out to black artists. Mm. It never fucking works out. It, and it's so weird. Damn. It's so weird. I'm not saying it. Oh no, we get into the real. Do it. I'm not, and again, I'm not trying to make some grander statement. I'm saying about my personal that's why you don't see any black people on my staff because when I reach out, it's just like I get I get left on red. I get ghost. Hey, can you read the comic book? I got you. Nothing. Again, talking about me. Talking about me. This is why I'm so fired up because you go through it drives you crazy. Like you just want the morsel of support. Like I just want to do. I'm like, hey, bro, let's work. Let's get it. Oh, I got you. Here's here's a sample. Crickets. Hey, can you read the comic book? Crickets. You wanna you wanna make make something? Crickets. So. The other in the, on the hmm. other side is you'll see if you saw the campaign. This is a this is a black comic. I'm super proud of it, super duper proud of it. But I would never market as such. There's no social commentary in here because that's not what this story is about. Mm-hmm. What I feel that people do is they'll take a story like, oh, this is about this is a comic book about police brutality, black story, and that's like, all right, it's almost like pimping out. Like yeah, you're exploiting the plight. Yeah, and it's some it, look. If you want to make a story, like here's my thing. Why don't you focus on telling a good story? There's two ways. If you want to make a social commentary type movie, you you make a good story and you fit in. You drop drop in little mentions, little nuggets of that kind of thing where you can, or you make it so that you cannot divorce the social commentary uh-huh. from the narrative. Have you guys seen? 
Oh my god! It was this movie. I can't believe I'm blanking right now. Is a movie the platform? Have y'all seen that? Yep. Yeah. That movie is about. So for people that don't know, the premise is that the people are on levels going all what the way down fuck? to a thousand. <laughs> what? Well, he, no, you're you're just, just surprised that he saw that movie? Yeah, it's a great it's, movie. No, that show was popping because that's so. These, these Netflix movies are popping these it days. Was, it was quarantine. What else were you gonna do? Yeah. Were we yeah, living yeah. together when you told me to watch that, or was I not? No, living with you? this was this just happened. This was in quarantine that. The platform. Are you came serious? Out. Yes. Mm-hmm. The one where this, is, this was came out and they was eating niggas and all that. This came out that last was twenty twenty year twenty twenty. Man, shut the fuck time, up. Time is the moving. start of the pandemic. Shut the fuck time, up. Time time is moving. That I know. was twenty twenty. Yes, I thought that was like twenty eighteen. So the people wow. are, are are in this building. They they so there there's levels. There's two people. There's a bunch of food that starts from the bottom, the top, and it works its way to the bottom. You have a certain amount of time to eat the food, um, and then you have to you have to let it go. This is this is a metaphor for capitalism, mm-hmm. and you can't divorce the. And, and it's not even anti-capitalism. It's just hey, this is the this is, and you you get all these characters that comment on the me- mechanism of the platform, which is a commentary on capitalism. Like one guy's like, I'm gonna eat all the food. I'm gonna spit on the food. Fuck them. They they would do it to me. The other lady is like, look, if we section off. The food, if we all eat our share, we can live. And it's, you can't separate that from the movie. It's literally in the middle of the room. Like it's, it's, right. so, it's so brilliant. So when you take a story and it's like, oh yeah, it's a superhero that's fighting against police brutality. It's like, I mean, look, that's how, you, and those move, those, them shits make money. Them shits make bands. I, I, I bet they do. Look, uh, the, they black, make, black trauma is, is the money maker right now. I, we I know can't. That. I couldn't do we it. Know that. Yeah, no, Keon's been saying that for a little while. That. that right now, black trauma is black hot. trauma is hot. You can't pay me to. <laughs> that's a wild. That's just a wild phrase. Like black right. trauma is hot. It's hot is just a wild take. Black but is it's hot. true, but it's true. The block is hot. So and 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 it's 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 like yeah, it's like kind of pimping. I'm not I'm not with that shit in the in the slightest. Like and. When you do that, you get people that are automatically on your side. And there's this other narrative, the black trauma in art narrative that like, oh, all the media is about black trauma. You know what I'm saying? Which I, you, you, have y'all heard of this before? That all media is black trauma? Like the, the, if when we get when black art is about black trauma, like there's nothing about, oh, there's nothing about like black museums or some shit like that. Like they, they want more, I guess, more positive optics well, in media. Well, I think there's some truth to that. A little a, bit. A lot of the stuff that you see, I mean, you know, every black guy's a gangster, every, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just, like, we were talking about Candyman a couple of episodes ago, and we were just talking about how, we, you know, we've never seen such a truer, really, you know, truer movie, truer horror movie with that just sets an example just about black people. Well, really? Well, we gotta well, watch that. Well, 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 I only said that. Let me just yeah, clarify. Ca- ca- clarify. Ca- caveat. I only said that because of the way that black people behaved. Oh, okay, okay. In okay, okay. scary moments. Got you. Got I said you, that got that you. was the better, the the most, uh, the sheer representation of what a black person ought to be yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, that's, right? that's true. Now, <laughs> yeah. Aside from that, no, I don't necessarily feel like aside from that, it was just like. I don't know some beaming representation. This is like the MLK of, of movies. No, I wasn't taking. No, it I'm, I'm messaging. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Well, <laughs> there is some truth to that. But when you look at okay, I, the way I see it, we don't get a lot of black movies. Frank, we get a lot of black media. Period. And listen, hold the, on a second, because every time this comes up, I have to ask the question: What is a black movie? 
what Look, constitutes a black film. I guess a black lead, a certain amount. I mean, there's a percentage or something that I, I don't even I don't even say the shit. I I am obsessed with black media, but I'm not gonna sit here and gatekeep or decide I mean black lead, like maybe a black writer, some somebody behind the scenes is black, you know, mostly black. <laughs> somebody somebody behind somebody, the scenes. Somebody somebody signed a check that's black. Like, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I mean it's, it's this is vague though. This is a vague topic, so that's what's frustrating about it, is that yeah, what is a what is a black it, man? It, it, well, this is the whole point: is does it speak to something that is inherent to black people and black people only? And if that is the case, what are those things? Every culture deals with stereotypes. I mean, I saw Shang Chi. Uh, a person wrote and it was like, Shang Chi. Have you have y'all seen that? I no. want to see it. It's pretty good. It's pr- really good. I heard it was good. Better than Black Panther, you ask me. But it is really, really fantastic. Mm, he oh, throwing out, he it. throwing out all sorts. I'm of being takes. spicy. I'm sp- yeah, 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 that yeah. nigga Chadwick. The, no, 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 oh, hey, no, 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 I would never rest in, nah. rest in peace, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rip, rip Chadwick. That was a joke, rest no, absolutely. Peace. But I think they look at, uh, if you look at something like 12 years, it's like to me, it's, oh, a, it's a great fucking movie. See, this isn't see, this isn't really his bag. Oh, we we might get some disagreement. Yeah, this isn't been too friendly on this bitch. He's just, I, he's, <laughs> I don't enjoy, like. I'm over the slave movies. Like we get it. We and get it. Listen, I think that Soviets a Slave was a great period on slave movies. I think it was like if you're not gonna try to make something this artistic, this good, this with this much effort, don't even fucking try. Free Sailor Jones, fuck out of my face. Antebellum, get the, get the fuck away from me. Oh. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'm talking. So I don't know. Django, Django. That was before. That was around the same time, but I will say Django at least did something different he's, with the. This is also biased because he's a huge uh, Tarantino fan. Well, I'm like, I'm like one of those like. I want like to a, talk to you about. That. I have a love hate relationship with people like that. Like I have a love hate relationship with not that they care about me. I don't. Know. <laughs> right, but like Quentin Tarantino, like damn man, Jordan Peele, Quentin Tarantino. Like I have a love hate relationship with them. I feel like they're resting on their name, and as somebody who's trying to make a name, it's like frustrating. Oh, oh question. Because us was trash. You say that Tarantino is just kind of resting on his name, a little bit. But he's kind of an OG. Jordan Peele is new to this. Is he? Um, he you, you're factually correct. Correct. But the amount of clout that this guy has made off of one great is movie, he a one hit wonder. Well, I, I, I would never even classify somebody as that because that is so dismissive. Mm-hmm. But the fact is. Especially when you have the Key and Peele skits that were going on for years. You can't yeah. just... Well, that's not, ex- that's that, not extricable that's from not, writing. Was he directing though. those? Was he executive I don't know. Those? I don't know about... I feel like w- in the writing room, mm-hmm. him and Michael well, yeah. Keegan Key, whatever, who Ke- they, Ke- cooking Keegan it up. Michael Key, <laughs> Keegan Michael Key, yeah, that they guy. They were chefing it up. Like they sure. were, they, yeah, like they were writing. Well, stuff. Let's be honest, Key and Peele and Get Out, and but yeah. he's, he's not, he's not making like funny movies that are black comedy. He's making horror movies. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. making horror movies. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's different. Now I'm not saying he's new. He, he's been writing for a long time. He, they made that movie Keanu. With the with the cat, with the cat, yeah, I never watched that. Yeah, yeah I didn't watch. That. Oh, yeah, did you, anybody catch that? Anybody? Any anybody I, at home watch that I movie? Was, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't no, watch that. No, I wasn't. I'm talking spicy that. right now. I'm off the the, the sugar free monster and <laughs> delicious pomegranate and uh, mimosa. mimosa. Yeah, yeah. I'm off the, why he keeps shouting off I'm the sugar free red? Because that was my entire life. I would get on the screenwriting program and drink a monster and just go stupid, <laughs> go stupid on the keyboard. But I I do think, <laughs> I do think uh-huh. that. Quinn Tarantino. 
oh, come on, nigga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they are resting on their, to me, like, well, let's, let's be clear. Is Pulp Fiction better than Django Unchained? Yes. Let's, let's be a hundred. Let's keep it a buck. Okay. So Don't even like turn your head to say, mm, let me think about it. No, we, we were about Pulp to have to go down some of the Tarantino films. <laughs> let's just say Pulp Fiction is better. The fact is that when you walk into a, Pulp, uh, a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know what to expect. Frankly, the the work like most of the work is already done there for you. you I have to say in. this, I just because it was on the last part. You know what to expect? A bunch of white guys saying "nigga." <sighs> was that happening? That's funny. You, you and wanna, some you feet. Throw mine over there. Well, I don't. Whole lot of feet. Too. Just just do it. You said a whole lot of what? Feet. He has like a thing with feet. Like okay. Have you seen Once Upon, Upon a Time in Hollywood? I've seen that and I enjoyed that a lot. It's good. I mean, was it was it like the one of the best movies of the year? Was it like one of his best works? I don't Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know about best works and all it's that. Just I, mean, like fun. I mean, let's see, what do we got? I saw Django, I saw Pulp Reservoir Fiction, Dogs, I've Reservoir seen Dogs, I've, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction. Fantastic. What else we have? Oh, didn't he make like the hotel? It's like it's literally just a movie about a hotel and a bunch of different wild stuff going on in different different rooms of the hotel. You're talking about Hotel Artemis, I think. Oh, maybe he did not make. Oh, that. maybe I'm maybe that's what I'm talking about, but I don't <laughs> know. But either way, okay. So you are a big Tarantino film. This is actually something I wanted to talk about. Fact, because you said nothing's made in a vacuum. Nothing's made in a vacuum, right? <laughs> I did say that. You're you're clearly taking things, and you seem to be a bit of an eclectic sort of person. So you're probably unfortunately I become that yeah right so because you're talking about Tarantino then you're also on the same breath talking about menace to society yeah and some other things so I'm trying to figure out you have these things in one pot yeah okay these movies the inspirations but then also with something like decay something you're talking about dread and and grieving and hurt and family togetherness support. What's the what's the unifier? What came? Yeah, exactly. What is the unifier between all of that and these films that you storytelling? Storytelling is a language, like English, okay. like Portuguese. That's a bar. And yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> that might be the title. Maybe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but storytelling. So when I watch, when I'm when I'm when I'm listening to you guys, you guys telling stories. When I look at stand up, that's stories. I might throw on the radio. Storytelling is is inherent. To human nature. Yeah. It's what yeah. binds us. They um the guy Dan Harmon, he does Rick and Morty, he did community. He said that if somebody was raised in the woods by like wolves and like came back to society, they would still structure their stories with the third act structure. Like it's in I don't know how that the logistics of that, but that's what he said. And I believe it. And and with the what sort of structure? Three act structure. Three act structure. It's not beginning, middle, and end, but you can call it that for simplicity's sake. We don't have to get bogged down into like basically every story should have a three act structure where it's the setup, um, some things happen and the payoff at the end. Right. And but I said to say it's human nature. So I'm I'm just trying to find good stories. That's what I'm that's I'm obsessed with it. I'm like, I'm trying to find this, that. So Quentin Tarantino is a good storyteller, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you pull, yeah, you pull all these different things. And what's great is that I look at watching that almost as watching like, a, like a, a coach watch film almost mm. like that's the technique that that guy used. Okay. How can I apply that? How can I do what this person did over here on a different project? Okay. And, th- and that's how I approach it. So that's how you, you get all these different Frankenstein. I said, Frankenstein and Minister society, um, which is a weird combination. But the reality is that Frankenstein is about dread. 
Mr. Society is about dread, you know, mm. like mm. They're, they're, you know, so it's, they're both about trauma. I mean, they're both really dark. Yeah, and shit clear, like yeah for sure. So that's how it's storytelling. Storytelling is a unifier. And I want everybody who is a storyteller to look at different things. Don't just, if you're trying to make movies, don't just watch movies. If you're writing a comedy, don't just watch comedy movies, you know, write, watch, watch a drama, watch something else. And then you, there, I'm going to try to explain this briefly. Mm. There's textures to story that every good story has. I know where you're at. Uh, I might, I yeah, y'all heard the podcast. So uh, you want your audience over the course of whatever to laugh, be scared, feel joy. Um, it's a bunch of stuff I can't release, but you want, you want your audience to feel differently. You want yeah. them to feel different emotions. It's almost like a roller coaster. Right. So that you don't, you don't want to feel just one emotion the whole time. It's kind of boring. You want your heroes to maybe get away. I, I've spoken about monotony on this podcast <laughs> before. And no matter what it is, even if like when you're listening to a song mm-hmm. and it's a singer of yours, when they get to that final point where it's like, ah! and they go off and it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, like this is the moment we was waiting on. Like yeah. you could tell yeah. like the, this, the story of the song has been building you up and priming you for this moment at mm-hmm. the end. But if the song started and they would just, ah! like the whole, you'd be like, yo, what is this? Yeah. Like what is going on? So I understand you like sort trying to, trying to understand that build up and understand that story. But monotony can be, it can be just like this and you can have someone talking to you like this or you can have someone talking to you like this all the time and trying to be really cool. That's annoying, all. right? But yeah. it's still annoying because mm-hmm. it's monotonous. So I so I completely understand that. That's very, that's a very uh, astute observation. I think this is all I think about, to be honest. I don't have much of a, I, I'm getting back to a social life. I'm kind of coming down for 2020, which was, you know, like a little bit crazy. I think for everybody, but okay, I'm kind of kicking back. I play video games occasionally now. Oh, um, um, I'll just be on. Oh, I'm playing Pokemon Unite right now. Mm. Just like, just escapist. Anything to get me like kind of out of my head for a little bit. I'll, I'll kind of no, enjoy no, Valorant. Uh, no Apex. No, I don't play Apex. I'm not opposed. You mm. should play it. Um, I'd you say. should play it. <laughs> <laughs> we might. We might. I'm not trying to get too much into multiplayer. Ga- Keon's <laughs> trying to get make some friends. Multiplayer <laughs> games are just a dark pit of just time. Like it's just like <laughs> you can play them shits. There's no. If I'm playing God of War, right? Great game. Amazing game. Hold on. Amazing game. Do you play The Last of Us? <laughs> yeah. I li- yeah, I played The Last of Us. I, was, I mean, what are you laughing about, though? I didn't like it very much. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't like it very much. What? Yeah, yeah. Spicy, spicy. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. No, what? keep in mind. Keep in mind, I do. You talking about storytelling. Yeah, I, yeah that's pretty. What? Here's what can I, oh, let me just say. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. There are certain things where it's not like, oh, we're telling a story well. We're just telling a lot of story. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name drop anything else. But to me, The Last of Us, it just has an emphasis on story. You guys ever know a rapper? I'm thinking of a rapper <laughs> He's in particular. shit on somebody. <laughs> Where it's like they're they they talk about oh I'm killing them with the lyricism and you listen to them like the lyrics aren't that good but there's just an infant you there's a lot of lyrics there's just like a lot of yes certain rappers I don't name them um but like that's how I feel Last of Us is where it's just like is the story that the story relies entirely on you feeling bad for L the character if you don't feel bad for her then the fucking story's done. Like, like it's, it's dead. Like, Oh, this is, Oh, she curses a lot. She's a great character. I mean, I guess <laughs> it's like, but it's really your basic zombie story. Just told really slowly. Hey, this thing here right here is shitted on. <laughs> no, I'm talking, like I said. Uh, so I, I take it you're not looking forward to the HBO series that's coming out about <laughs> right. the last of us. There's nowhere to go, but up. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. Okay. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. But it, it is. Can we? Can we say? Has it done anything new with the zombie lore? I mean, it's kind of. Did like, you play Last of Us Part Two? I didn't like the first. Oh, so uh, see, because I feel like maybe if you maybe if you played the second one. It would have wrapped a whole lot more up, but that's also like, yeah. But that's like if you watch a if you watch a movie or a TV show, like, oh, you gotta stick around till the tenth episode. <laughs> God damn! Right? Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> there's, true. there's a show right there that can hook me from the first episode. I, yeah, very true. I, obviously, I didn't feel that way about it. Facts, facts. I just, you know, I thought it was a ga- great game. Facts. From start, you get to look to at just the way finish. he's holding his heart right now. You can tell you you hit him where it hurts. I don't mean to uh, listen. We all like what we like, and yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to shit on anybody that likes that. It's just my opinion, and I'm not even. I, no, I respect it. I respect. I'm it. ten tones down, but I can understand if you like that character L. Then yeah, it's oh, it's a fucking great story. Yeah, yeah. but if you're just like the story is kind of your your basic. You know what it was? I played the Walking Dead Telltale game before that. Mm-hmm. I played Tomb Raider before that. And then I played um, Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so you got the survival from Tomb Raider, but that was better. The father-daughter relationship in Bioshock Infinite was better. And then the Walking Dead, that, like, the Walking Dead Telltale games were amazing. Because you had to you had to make choices. You had to, like, you, you were just like, holy, there were story elements. You were like, holy shit, like, what am I supposed to do now? And then, like, The Last of Us is just like, should we kill this person who's a zombie? I don't know. It's real, I'm real sad about it. I don't know what to do. I didn't mean to get sidetracked. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't want to get too, I don't know what to do. I don't want to get too sidetracked doing, like, Last of Us. But Damn, listen, I, 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 listen, I, I. That's okay. Y'all are all playing cooler and more up-to-date stuff than I am. I'm playing. Minesweeper. I, well, no, I'm, I'm, well, it's something like that. It's Zelda Ocarina of Time for GameCube. Great game. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm on right now. That's a great game. Um, do, do, you, do you have any other things that pertain specifically to Decay? Um, I mean, not really. I wanted, we already kind of talked about Tarantino. Only thing I wanted to say is that, um, my girl's a big fan of Tarantino. So when I was listening to the last, interview that you did and i heard you talking about tarantino so much it just made me think about how she kind of put me on to a lot of tarantino um her pulp fiction is her absolute favorite number one movie it's a ever. great fucking movie yeah. um and you know that's cool and i was also i wanted to know you know i i know that you draw kind of a little bit of inspiration from tarantino i mean who else is really out there that kind of like that, that does it for you Aaron Sorkin is really great. James Gunn. Uh, Aaron Sorkin did A Few Good Men, Social Network. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he does kind of, he's, so I'm obsessed with dialogue. Uh huh. Um, yeah, dialogue, I heard you say that. I, it's kind of like what I want to be known for, like my bread and butter. But I'm also coming up, coming out with a comic book that has no dialogue. So, you know, like, like I said, you want to switch it up, try different things, of course. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Sorkin, James Gunn, he did The Suicide Squad, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, mm-hmm. Super, which is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Noah Folly, he did the the FX show um, Fargo. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did Fargo, and he did something else, but it's it's blanking right now. Um, he's working on a new Alien show with FX, which I'm super excited. For. Like Alien, Alien, Alien. Yeah, the uh, the the franchise. Oh, okay. Which is really, which is really fucking cool. No, no, that's so like now, what, so fun. What was the name of that show we were we were reviewing not too long ago? I, um, Mayor of East Town. Mayor of East Town. Oh, that's a good one. You watched it. It's fantastic. Excellent show. Okay, so that great. story, show. you on board for it. It gets the, uh, the Stokes, the sought after Stokes uh, thumbs up. Yeah. The Stokes, the Stokes stamp. <laughs> the highly coveted. The the, um, uh, the ending did it for you? The whole 
little switch up. It was like, oh, it's the son that actually did it. You know, like, oh, I'm just no, I'm just there when these mysteries. I'm just there for the, the ride. Sometimes, oh, okay. like, I just like the characters. The acting is great. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just here for the ride. I'm like, oh, that's the reveal. Cool. Had a fun getting here. <laughs> I can't follow this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like my story, like I, I, my stories are real simple. You know what I'm saying? I like some shit I can follow. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because a mystery, like especially a six episode miniseries, you know, it's gonna be a little bit not wonky, but it's gonna be complicated. But uh, you really, you just need something to grab you. And for what grabbed me in that was the actress Kate Winslet did an amazing job, and like the dialogue, it felt supernatural. It felt super like, you know, like these are like real people. Yeah. Real low key. What was the other joint? We the, the outsider. Was oh, with uh, Jason Bateman. Oh, I'm tripping. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. I got to check that out. If you, if you liked um, Mayor in East Town, I feel like you liked The Outsider. HBO was good at those. Like HBO and HBO is doing The Last of Us series, which is why it's going to be great. So you say. <laughs> I got I got to see the script, bro. Oh, you got to send the script. I got to see the script for Last of Us. But again, I don't see, to me, I don't understand what, some adaptions don't make sense to me. Like you're going to take a, Video game that was essentially like a playable movie, and then you're gonna make it a TV show. Like it doesn't, it almost doesn't like. Wow. Well, well, the- well, you've you've actually said a few things that have actually really interested me, and it's mostly about the taking from something seemingly unconnected or disconnected, and then rendering that inspiration in actual utility in what it is you do. Exactly. So you're saying if you like, if you want to write a comedy, don't just watch comedies. Don't just do that for horrors. My whole thing is I think that you can extrapolate information from outside of the genre or the, the realm itself. So you said you like to make cooking metaphors like it's the, like for yes. you, it just seems to be the easiest. Mm-hmm. You also said you like to be around open minded people. Only open minded people even think like that. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you want to talk about that? You want to make a bunch of food references and <laughs> metaphors like what do you I'm asking you about a comic book? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it makes <laughs> sense if you give me a second. Like, yeah. let me show you. Yeah. So what has been like top two, top three things outside of screenwriting that has helped you with screenwriting? My friends, uh, my friends, a lot. When I first started out and I think Kevin Smith did the same thing. He would just hang out with his friends and just write down what they said and just kind of put that in his movies. Mm, and so I would, I would be around. I like that. This is interesting. I like you could that. ask MJ. I would be like, he'd say something funny. I'm like, I'll just type it up, type it up. <laughs> and, and and that kind of got me, because I couldn't write dialogue for shit 10 I'm, years I'm ago. I'm MJ's brother. Yeah, MJ's by brother. the way, he said MJ. I think we did I'm, a little. I'm MJ's brother. Shouts out to MJ. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all. It makes him a little sad. This is all Keon is to some people, yep. is, is his little brother's brother. Yep. If, if you ask JP, I'm MJ's brother. <laughs> Shout out to M- shout out to JP and MJ and MJ. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would I would kind of list that that I would kind of hear it and that kind of I can turn any conversation into like not any conversation, but like one thing I I used to do I would ride the bus to work, which is like the shit. Who the fuck wants to be on a bus going to work? It's like the shittiest thing ever. But you would like hear, the, like the OmniLink, like that sort of bus, like just the, the regular public, town. The yeah, yeah, yeah the public bus. Yeah. You yeah. would hear people. And I, I have this example. It's like, all right, for instance, this this kind of goes into, I, I mentioned this on a podcast, like about what teaches you details are so important creating the dialogue. Mm. So if there are two people sitting on a bus and like two people sitting on a bus, what are they talking about? I don't fucking know. All right. right. Maybe it's a man and woman. Okay, now we got a little... We got a little thing cooking. What if the woman's pregnant? Like, oh, okay. Now I got really, I got something. I said, okay, what if the, what if the guy's blind? You're like, oh shit. I could think of some shit to say now. Right. So you just add the details and add them until you get something. 
So just listen to people and listening to so, what so, they say. So are you often listening to people in public and taking that story and doing something with it? Or are you listening to them and with, with what they are saying, creating a story around that? Or is it a bit of both? I mean, do you just kind of just hop around and do different I, stuff? I'm working on like potentially 1,500 fucking ideas in my head at one time. Okay. So it's like I hear something and I just run through the battle gates. What if it here? What if it here? What if it here? Yes, cool. I'll put it. I'll kind of stash it away for that. Okay, okay, I'm, okay. I'm kind of imagining him in that scene from Eight Mile when Eminem's on the bus and he's just jotting <laughs> lyrics on that on notepad, <laughs> and it's just the lyrics are all. It's over not the place. even a notepad. It's just like a page from a notepad, and it's all folded up, all weird, <laughs> just in his hand, and sweaty and crinkled <laughs> up, and all that. Okay, yeah. so you said non non screenwriting. Um, it. I guess I could go to. Um, I used to I used to really enjoy manga a lot. Okay. Manga was my main. Um, what's my main thing? I used to consume like. So I'm, I'm, I just, I'm, unedu- I'm uneducated. I just, what is that? I Anime. Just, I just finished okay. Naruto Shippuden, not the manga series, but just on TV. But so it's like what they. I don't want to sound condescending, but you know how anime? It's the book version of that. So like what they turned the anime into. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, usually, like the manga, the mangas come out, people reading them, they get hot, and then a TV show. It's is. the uh, apple to the apple juice, which is anime. Okay, but I would go right. to the library. I would go to the library and like on a summer day, I would read like 10, 15 of these damn books. It'd be stacked this high. Just read. I was a dick. Just read them shits. Read them. And what's cool is that when you, when you bring into something and there's a lot of it, oh, you go fucking crazy. Like I have a oh, yeah. boundless, like oh, I couldn't yeah. possibly And read. you not coming outside with the rest of us <laughs> unless the ice cream truck comes out. So you really in the house just losing yourself. Going stupid. This. They were happy I was reading, but they was like, damn, at some point, you know what I'm saying? I, I lost my love. Yeah, this nigga some sunlight. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, I guess because the way he's talking, I'm trying to figure out because he's clearly articulate. He He's sociable. He, like he's mm-hmm. personable of a person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he just wanted to be by himself and play video games and read stuff. So you have found some sort of balance. You like to be by yourself. And that gives you some sort of energy to be able to do what it is you do, because I guess you got to be closed off. But also at the same time, you also just tell me that you have to be speaking to your friends. In order to be able to hear dialogue and continue to sharpen those skills and be able to continue to download the nuances of dialogue. You can't. Nothing is made in a vacuum. Like I said, right. so I don't have to necessarily be by myself. It's actually the opposite. The more I'm talking to people, the better. The okay. more social interaction for me, the better. I get more ideas. I bounce ideas off of people. And that's what's been great is I can bounce. Because me as an artist, I operate like I feel like a lot of artists. It's going between like. I'm absolute dog shit and I'm God's get the earth. Like the two, like it just shoots back and forth. Like, so I need the people to bounce ideas off of to kind of get, get my, get my comments back up. And that's the difference between me a couple years ago and me now is that when I write a script, I didn't have any feedback. I didn't have nobody say, yo, keep going. And now when I'm, I'm, I'm sending a script and I'm getting the feedback in the same week. Oh, it's fucking over. Right. Yeah, and yeah, then sometimes yeah. I'm doing comic book issues. So it'd be, it'd be 12 pages, 13 pages. And I would just try to, over, oh, you, it's taking a couple of days. I'm like, let me give you, here's another one. Here's a fucking another one. Like, I would just try to stack it up on them. Just try to, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just, you thought it was over? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> like, no, nah, I got, you ain't here about my vault? Boy, right. I, got, I got a whole gang of this shit at the house. What you talking about? Like I said, I it, my, 800 pages during the quarantine. You heard about me? I'm so exhausted. <laughs> it's just so tired. No, that is, that is a lot. That's a lot of writing. But that's why I had to ask you about your your process. Like, what Mm -hmm. sorts of things do you need in place to make you the best type of screenwriter or content creator you can be? 
Like what what are those like five, six, seven things that you know you need in place in order for you to do this at your optimum? I need I need my friends. Need I friends. need Hulu, Netflix, <laughs> Prime. Okay. I need my manga. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? And my process is I don't know. I don't know how other people again, I don't collaborate with a lot of people. Unfortunately, <laughs> they don't fuck with me. Um damn, damn son. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all fucked up. Uh <laughs> It's like, if I feel like I'll be a great ally, but nobody wants to work with me. It's, it's really, the, the worst part of it is just like the non, like the non-communication. Yeah. Yes. Like you can't even hit me back. Oh, I'm yeah. busy with this. One dude hit me. He's like, I'm busy. I'm sorry. I'm working on my own shit. Cool. I ain't mad at you. But some people are just crickets like nothing. I'm like, sheesh, that's, that's crazy because I have such a passion for, it. I'm like, damn, you're not even rewarding like my pat. Like I, I, you can't tell that through. Right. You don't know that. Maybe you think it's somebody just bullshitting, but like. No, I love I love helping other people. I mean, like, and one thing that I also become in the last couple of years real generous. You know what I'm saying? Real generous with my time. I try to help other people as much as I can. I feel as if if we can all help each other get better and lean on each other, we can. The, the you know the possibilities are endless. That that's how I feel. So it's a shame when I'm like, I'm just trying to like I'm just trying to, like just trying to get out there and networking, exchange scripts and stuff like that, and nobody wants to. Man, it was really heartbreaking at the time. Oh yeah, man. They they they're gonna be who they're gonna be. Someone just asked me recently what was at the forefront of my mind when I asked them that question, and I told them that I felt like just staying truthful and genuine mm-hmm. is what's at the forefront of mind. Mostly because I feel like everything spirals out from that. Fact. Like that is the adhesive. That is the core reactor uh-huh. of it all, and then everything else is exuded outside of that. Uh. So when I'm having these instances with people, whether they're going to come on the podcast or we're just having a conversation about it, whatever the case is, or they just listen, I'm just, all I'm doing is making sure that in the moment I'm giving the best part of myself. Mm-hmm. So that way, when I leave that engagement, no one has anything wild to say about Earl to the next person. None of that is is the case because these people that you're not linking up with because they're ghosting you, whatever the fuck the case is. You're going to remember that. I don't forget a thing. Can you tell? You're going. <laughs> I got a long memory. Can you tell? <laughs> you're going to remember that, and that's going to mean something to you, or possibly that person back when they may need a favor from you, or they want to reach out to you. That could mean something. Yeah. Even if it's just you having conversation with the next person and being like, "Yeah, I don't know," they kind of flaked on me. That might mean something when it comes time for that person to come now work with the next person. It's like, oh, I heard bad things about them. Like they'll text you, whatever, be in conversation with you and then just kind of ghost you and then never, you'll never hear from them again. And, and that's why I would never, that I would never means. write anybody off because you never know. You never know who might be, become better. You might never, never know that person. That person might, I want <laughs> media entertainment is not where it needs to be for me. So what do I look like shitting on somebody who's trying to make media? Why right. would I? Why would I shit on you? Why wouldn't I try to? Hey, you should. You should do this. Here's my. Here's my personal. And I try to give constructive criticism. Um, I try. I try to lie. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't want it. You could tell some people are like kind of, kind of soft, kind of aren't ready for that. Uh, hold on a second. What are the ways? So you're saying that you you be trying to find ways to get out of it? <laughs> no, I be trying to be. I you you gotta you gotta give a positive. And then hit them with the negative. And sometimes you maybe fudge the positive. Just trying to <laughs> get to the negative part. There's one dude. This dude wrote the worst script I've ever read. The dialogue. <laughs> and, and not to say that he can't get better. Not to say that he can't get better. He can absolutely oh, get better. Well, of course, like you said, yes. there's only one way to go. And that's up from here. <laughs> but it was like, you can't, you can't write dialogue when you're fucking... 19 years old when you're 17 you haven't experienced life you haven't uh, you haven't met enough cultures 
you haven't, you haven't, you, you have to understand people and how they act to write dialogue because you're writing human beings. You're writing what's imitating human beings. So you, when you're 18 years old, who you talk to, you talk to your boys and your mom and your dad. Like, right. <laughs> and, and that was the case. But I was like, oh man, look, I like the picture. I don't know. I like, I like the picture you paint. It's real descriptive. Um, the formatting was great. The grammar was great. Um, this shit needs work. Like the dialogue, <laughs> the dialogue needs yeah, work. Yeah. I've, I've usually found that I'm pretty decent at giving constructive criticism because mm. for me, it's just, I, it's hard for me to not see the nuance and stuff. Mm. So I don't have to give flat statements, flat banner bumper sticker statements of, Oh, this sucks. Oh, this needs to be better. Like this is that, like you can really get into the intricacies of, well, you know what? This could use work, but may, it may only just take a change of tone. Right. And that tone is really just like these two words need to be swapped out or changed or whatever the case is. But it, I feel like there's that there's, said that's a way to do it. What'd you think of the K? Of the K, the issue one. I don't have it. You wait, I thought JP sent you issue one. No. God damn it. Well, here's the, here's, the, here's the, <laughs> she had like two whole yeah, jobs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would have definitely oh been. No, 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 don't text her. Listen, listen. I'm about to see this shit right she, now. I was about to say, she sent, she, I think she sent me, she tried to send me a PDF, but you know, those things time out. Mm. So if you don't click on them within a certain amount of time, it times out, it expires. And I wasn't going to go back and be like, mm. hey, you got need to send this over again. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance damn. to do that, but this is what will happen. <laughs> damn that's crazy so we're, we're gonna we're gonna have this and then yeah that's why i wanted to know so much about it so we're gonna have this and then i'm gonna have to get that from you now yes or whenever you can yes and i will come back and i will talk about this on there Facts. And you will hear <laughs> what i have to say about it and you'll hear exactly what it is i'm talking about again just just this alone what i'm looking at just the front this is dope yeah, mm-hmm. I appreciate. I've it. seen a lot of the artwork on the Kickstarter. That was dope. I thought that the idea of it was dope, which is why I needed to know exactly where it came from. Why you decided New Orleans tax credit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where money? Yeah, like why? Why we're delving into gr- grief and loss and all that sort of stuff? And if there was something deeper behind it, or what what's going on? Like I, yeah, I needed I needed to know these types of things. I did not know that you didn't have I I you know what I was gonna ask you like when it's dropping. So it's I, out. You know? I can, I sent the PDF out to my my backers okay. uh, last week. Yeah, because so. I was like I know that the thing on Kickstarter ended, so I'm just like all right. Well, how do you obtain a copy outside of that? So I guess that would be the the point is that anybody can reach out to me and get like a physical copy. Mm-hmm. I'll get a PDF for issue one out. Okay. For you know, just why not? But the physical copy you got it, that and that's money. the most important thing for this podcast, right? <laughs> this entire episode, if you already had an hour and a half, that's what we should have been asking. Facts. <laughs> give us the at because you said get in touch with you, so you need to give us an at so people can do that. Stokes Anthony thirty nine at yahoo dot com. You can email me. Also, my Twitter is at Stokes the Writer. At Stokes the Writer. Stokes, Stokes the Writer. S T O K E S. Facts. The Writer. The Writer. But, uh, okay, yeah, no. And, and so, you know, what's funny is about constructive criticism is that people think, some people think they're giving constructive criticism, but it's, but it's not. And I think that's one thing. Like, if your constructive criticism is ch- like changing the work or the nature of the work, mm-hmm. that's not constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. If you're like, cause, I, I, the metaphor I use is that because I went on uh, I went on Reddit and I try to get some feedback and it was not 
It was it, not. It was not. For some of it, on on the read my script, terrible. <laughs> God awful. They're just so smug, and I think it's because. Like screenwriting is so hard. Screenwriting is so competitive. It's so expensive. It's so hard. And I think there's just like this nastiness. And don't try to fight back against one. Com- it's like a, it's like a fucking piranha attack. Once you try oh, to defend yeah, yourself against see. one comment. Oh shit. They be running in packs on Reddit. You didn't want any constructive criticism, did you? Oh. <laughs> you want me to tell you it's great? You want me to tell you great? That's what you, you want. You can't handle the truth. Es- is what they said to you. Essentially, and I'm just like, all right, bro. But um, if like you guys see Memento. No, no, yeah, Memento, right? Like that's the movie where the guy basically it's told in reverse. It's no, really good. I, no, I didn't that see out. that. Well, it's told in reverse. They start with the scene and they work their way backwards to the beginning. Okay, and it's so fucking good. But if you put that script on read my script, they'd be like, "Have you thought about telling this narrative uh, traditionally?" No, <laughs> not at all. Not for yeah, a well, second. People are always going to have something to say, but that's but that's the whole point. Like that's the creator's plight is you want to give. <laughs> What is true to you, Facts. right? As best as you can, but at the same time, you want to appease the listeners, yeah, right? The guests, the fans, <laughs> the whomever they the are. Fans. So you have to try to find some sort of balance between doing what you feel like you ought to do and then listening from people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, and that's the hard <laughs> thing is is I have people that I love give me like because I, I like I said I work on other stuff and I send this stuff out, so I send this out. And somebody was like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not feeling this. And eventually they got to the heart of the problem. Like, but it's not that other thing you did. I'm like, all right, but this is what I'm working uh, on right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't a goddamn <laughs> stepchild, all right? Like, <laughs> but, it's, but it's not that other thing that you did. Yeah, which is a blessed, you know, it is a, it is a nice thing. People, people really, they, they see that first thing you did and they expect you never to change. Yeah, and I'm always we trying t- to change. I'm always let me trying go to, to the bathroom real quick. We, we talked talking. about that. Trying to evolve evolution, uh, which is which is super important. Who wants to say exactly the same? And if if I had one thing to say about maybe a Quentin Tarantino is like the dude's making the same movie for the past you know oh, ten years shit. now. <laughs> a lot of his movies are actually very similar. So very similar. Very. I mean, and and you know, I mean, he even double dip genres. He did two westerns. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like is I, that frowned upon? Double dipping genres. He always did different genres. That was uh, his thing. Like Pulp Fiction was about pulp. The right. Reservoir Dogs was like a crime thriller. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. But it's not progression. Right. It's the opposite of progress. Well, right. maybe it's not progression. I don't know. But me personally, I feel like I could write anything. I could write a comic book. I can write a movie. I could write a drama, a comedy. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to stretch my comedy chops with this because it's like really dark. But I, I feel like I could write a comedy, and that's what people want. They people want the funny shit. People mm-hmm. want to laugh. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you're not gonna laugh with this. You're right. not. And and that's what people are wanting because like people, I think when people think of me, they think of me as being like like a funny guy, and which is great. This is all. These are champagne problems. Are you funny? People people consider it. I think I am. I'm gonna be honest. Like I said, no. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Hampton Con and if the women. <laughs> what are the women doing at Hampton Con? Yeah, I'm trying to see some uh, some sakuras out that bitch. Some some, uh, <laughs> some some cosplay. Oh snap! <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, you also in terms of being you, you got to work at stuff. You know what I'm saying? And and. Like and no no work of art has ever been worse for making its audience laugh. You know what I'm saying? That's what Tarantino's good at. He's good at making the audience laugh because then that puts you in a different headspace. Uh-huh. That when you laugh, it's almost like a high. He definitely does that well. Yeah, and that's what you try to capture. You gotta capture that funniness when you can. The, 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 not to ruin the tone, granted, 
but to just be just catch your audience off guard a little Tarantino bit. has this thing that he does where he'll just have a still shot, right? Mm-hmm. Where I don't know. Listen, I'm probably saying something stupid. I'm going to say he that. Like, he was like, you called it a still shot? Oh, <laughs> everyone knows that it's a shot in stagnation. Like, I don't fucking know what it is. Well, technically. But where he just sets the camera up and you can just tell it's just one long shot. Like the next seven minutes, the camera didn't move. Yeah. You said it right. Right. That is dope to me because you know that all the actors like plays like theater have to get it right right now. You know, it's funny. There's no cutting from stuff. And I see that as one of his signature things. It's called one. I'm not not, not trying to do do it. it. It's called a one cut scene, like no cuts, like one long take or one long. Yeah. And those are cool and done well. You know, what's funny is now because you're right. He innovated that. Spike Lee innovated that. There are a lot of great people that do those sort of things. It's super cool. History, of course. I like it. He does this. I like I it. Dude, I does this. Yeah. Now you get it with the invention of CGI. It's like it's almost like well, we got like a boring scene. Make it one take, and it's just like they've almost overdone it to the point, and you can tell. Mm. You can, and not even saying like, oh, you me is like the big. Film. You can just fucking tell like what happened is something will like a pole or something will go past the camera, and that's when they cut. And you'll you'll uh, see okay. it. They cheat. They cheated. And none of these. Some of these are done in one take. Sometimes you can't. If it's just acting, sure. If there's action or some shit, no, they have to cheat. But it's like, all right, you're cheating so goddamn much now. What's the point? If I'm noticing the cuts, oh, okay. but if it's just, I'm trying to think of a one. I know exactly what you're talking about too. But I think Django started with one of those. But yeah, no, they're they're beautiful and they set the tone really well. But you don't want to distract it. You don't want and it's and it's getting to the point where I swear to God, it's like. All right, we got kind of like a boring scene here. Just don't cut. Just let's just let's just you know. But of course, you have to cut, and it's especially when it's an action scene because it's, it has a flow, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll see it. You'll see, you know you can tell when when a, somebody's fighting a, a real human being and they kick them off screen. It's a CGI. You can tell. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to be really careful. But Tarantino on pure talent is incredible. He's unmatched on pure on pure talent. And it's great to have talent, but I would rather be talented and hardworking and try to find that balance where you're not resting on your laurels, which is arguably arguable if he is. But the talent isn't everything if you don't match with the hard work, the diligence and the, and the one the ones to improve. So if that's something that he innovated through time, along with Spike Lee and others, maybe you don't have this. Maybe you do. Do you feel like you have anything that would be. <laughs> <laughs> signature to you. Now, I know you You talked about your love for dialogue. Yes. What is it about your dialogue that you feel like, maybe th- maybe this is it, but what would you feel like um, sets that apart from someone else's dialogue coming up? I can I can write any kind of dialogue. I can, I've written Westerns. I can do the natural kind. Um, I can do kind of like the more artist, you know, the Tarantino kind of like enunciation in the, in the you know, the, the pontification and the talking mm. and talkity talks and all that stuff. So I can, I can really can write anything I feel. And it's just knowing. And it, it's when you, when I figured that out, when I, I, when it clicked, it was beautiful, but you just gotta, you got, what would these characters say in this moment? Let the characters tell the, tell the scene. Like I said, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, okay. So dark Knight, right? We all seen a dark Knight. Absolutely. Indeed. Mm-hmm. That great, great fucking movie. Yep. That in- interrogation scene. Um, Nolan thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, that that interrogation scene. Who's in that scene? We have Batman, Joker, and Gordon. 
we know these characters. So these might be three of the most well-known characters in America, just pop culture, right? Mm -hmm. We know he knows what he wants to say. He knows the themes. He knows the plot. He knows what needs to happen. I feel like that scene was incredibly easy to write. If you had, because the characters are so strong. So what happens? Like Gordon is a good cop, bad cop, you know, and even, even better. You get this beautiful thesis in the middle of all this action. He's punching them. He starts laughing. He's like, there's nothing you can do with all your strength. Like it just, it just puts this under, it just underlines. It's so, it's so so goddamn good. So let your characters tell the story. Don't force anything. You almost, and and this is from constructing comics, but you almost want a exposition. You guys know what exposition is at the beginning of the exposition is the information the audience needs to understand the plot. Right, right, right. It's almost like a bad, it's almost like medicine. Like, it's almost like you don't want it. You don't want to realize it. You want it to be natural. And Tarantino hides it. He'll give you the information amongst, amongst like guns and the N word and all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're getting the information you need, but mm. you're not realizing it. So when it comes back later, it's like, boom, it's like, oh, wow. And also, like, there's no, there, there's not a lot of exposition to the point where one of the criticisms that Decay got was that it was paced too fast. That was one of the things they said it was paced too fast. Okay. Which is a which is a matter of taste. You know, I ain't mad at that. Um uh well it's also a matter of um page length, which again goes back to resources and money and all that right, stuff. Right, exactly. But that's that's a matter of taste. Um They felt like the, the characters were growing too quickly or that situations or uh, problem problems were fast. being solved. Too it's quickly. untraditional storytelling to be because it let me you get the you show the and this is also a Tarantino thing you show the characters how they are they don't change much over the course of you show a character you show up you know what you know what Django is about in the first five minutes that's what you're supposed to do that's what characters are supposed to do you know what the Joker is right by the 10 minute mark of them you get it you get you understand who he is by the opening fucking credits that's and that's what it's supposed to be yeah you don't yeah. need I don't need to be like oh I need to learn more about the characters what you want to know the credit score you want to know where they went to school right <laughs> you need yeah, to know yeah. the characters as well as you need to understand why they do what they do right and people don't understand that people people want more traditional stuff and that's cool if that's what they want but to me it's not a real oh there's not I didn't know the characters so let's say let's just say some bad shit happens in here and somebody was like I think you need to get to know the characters more so that you feel bad for them in these situations. Like you don't have to feel bad for them. It's about that dread. It's about setting a tone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to cry your eyes out because you know them. Oh, so well, it's because damn, this is fucked up. This is dark. This is, this is, I don't, you need to know a character to, to, to feel bad for them for getting shot. Like what the fuck you, like, you like a psychopath or some shit. Like, <laughs> like have some empathy. goddamn. <laughs> um, so I'm really good at hiding exposition. I'm real. I can, I feel like I can write any kind of dialogue. Personally, I think that's that's two things that I really want to, to be known for. Like, I want to be on a Quentin Tarantino, Aaron Sorkin level. I'm working very hard to get that sounds crazy, but I, that's what I'm aspiring to. Right. You know, I want to I wanted to ask you something because you said probably like oh, this is probably like 15 minutes ago. Hey, look, he's we've been like, going. He's we've been like, moving. He's like, nigga, you talking a whole nah, lot. No, we've been moving. We've been moving. Um, you said something about, you know, you either feel like a god or you feel like. <laughs> You know, crazy to hear. No, nothing. <laughs> the trash. But no, yeah. here's the thing, though. When you're passionate about something, that feeling comes naturally. Because when I'm in the booth, I've talked about talking with Earl about this tons of times. When I'm DJing, when I'm in the booth, when I'm behind that table, I feel like a god. Yeah, I get that. Yes. I totally get that. But I want to know 
at what part of the process does that feeling come along where you just feel like, yo, I'm the nigga. You want to know the best feeling in the world, better than sex, <laughs> is when I have a problem with a story. I'm like, God damn. I had it. Okay. So I'll, I'll give a little bit. I'll, I'll reach in the vault real quick for you guys. Oh, yes, we got an exclusive. He's reaching in the vault. There's a character in the basement. They have to go upstairs. They're in a, in a, in a t- sticky situation, but they're not, it's not any danger. They need money. There's a vault upstairs. There's a little, like a, like a, like a safe. They go upstairs. They get the money. They need to go back into that basement. To, to, to be back in trouble. Why the fuck would it go back downstairs? Oh, their wallet fell out of their pocket is in the couch that has their address. Yo, I've, 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 I've had sex that didn't feel as good as figuring out that plot point because <laughs> it's not just, it's not just you fix the problem. You have the strength because that happens to every fucking, that's so relatable. And it's like, it just fits the tone of like, what the fuck? How could this happen? Right. Like, really? Like, uh, this yeah. right now? It this fits the tone. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, so. That is dreadful. That's <laughs> that, dreadful. That is dreadful. When you figure out something that you don't necessarily need, but you just figure that little thing out, it's, it's, it's great. And, and look, um, not a lot of people have a comic book out. Like, it is a nice feather in the cap. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and look, I feel like, there, I've gotten a lot of, and this just sounds so crazy. I, I'm aware of how this sounds, but I feel like there is, people are envious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's fair to say, like, cause I had, I had somebody who I, it was my boy. I love him. Like, oh man, you about to say something crazy. No, not something crazy, but like, I, I'm like, yo, bro, looks first off, one of my guys didn't even donate. He's one of my best friends. Crazy, right? Like one of my best friends of like, like one of my bros didn't donate. I'm like, what the fuck? And you could donate like a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I saw the amounts. Like, yeah, you could donate a dollar, bro. If it was MJ. I'll have a conversation. No, no. MJ showed out, showed love. Thanks, thanks. Shouts out to MJ. All right. And I had another guy All right. All who's right. an artist. He's an artist, and he donated the bare minimum amount to still receive something. He didn't even do the dollar. And some people just donated money. I bonus support. Don't even worry about it, which I, I appreciate. Um. And I appreciate all donations. I don't like pocket washing, but this is somebody who's super affluent. They were trying to like get up on my shit. Like, oh, we we can make money this way, this way, that way. I'm like, bro, but we're doing this right now for me. Can we just do this and we can rock, we can circle back. Right. Gave $5. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Like, all right. <laughs> and then you, it puts you in a weird space because you think back, like I did this, I did that, I did this. Like, and you don't, I don't like being there. I don't like being in that space where you, you you auditing what you've done for your friends and your man's and yeah, shit. Yeah, no, nah, you definitely don't want to do the that's tip, fucking the, tip weird. the tip for tat game. Nah, that's, that's fucking weird. That and then weird. he's like, you know, what he yeah. said to me, he said, "Uh, wow, you can't pay me a lot of money, huh?" <laughs> and as I explained, I haven't even made any fucking money off the campaign, so I'm like, yeah, could have. <laughs> you gave more than five dollars. Can't pay me a lot of money, huh? Looks like it looks like you're doing well over there. Yeah, I shouldn't have said to go at two thousand. I should have said five thousand, some shit, so motherfuckers take me serious or something like. Shit I is mean, crazy. I feel like they took you pretty yeah. seriously. Raising thirty-seven hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. yeah, like I'm come tripping. On. I'm like, tripping. No, yeah, thank you so much. That's a dub. Come on, bro. It is an absolute dub. There's nothing. There's nothing but good to say, but it kind of just shows you where you where you stand with certain people, and, yeah. and, and good ways and the bad ways. There are people that I'm not necessarily even on good standing with. That was like, "Yo, you're doing a good thing. I want to support you," and that meant like a lot to me too. Like, damn, bro. Like, like I'm not gonna say we had smoke, but like I, we didn't really rock with each other, and now you're giving me money for this product, and that just shows like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's that, growth. 
growth. And that also shows like, look, black, they're black. It's like, hey, we're supporting black art, which is great. And I didn't have to put down the campaign. I didn't have to say black lives matter, you know, hashtag in the campaign and shit uh, like that, yeah, yeah, which yeah. people have done. I assure Oh, you. I'm certain of it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, no, Cringe. I, 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 yeah, I'm not really with that. I haven't really done too much promoting. I've never really been just in general in life. I've never really been a, hey, look what I got, guys. Like, it's I've, hard. I've never really been that person. On one hard hand, it's like you're asking people for money. Right. On the other hand, I'm like, it's a good fucking product. Why do I have to ask you for money? So it's like a double edged sword as a like, hey, buddy, you know, the campaign's active for another two days. Could really use your support. Like, I'm trying to get the 100 backers bad, bro. I'm, I'm like, it's like the week before the campaign ends. I'm like, I wanted 100, but if I don't get it and I hit that 90 mark, and I'm like, fuck, I'll start picking up the phone. Like, yo, I need you, bro. Yo, we got some more time. You know what I'm saying? It was like, was 100 a per- just a personal goal for you, or does that get, is there any incentive behind getting 100? This is 100 backers, just looks okay. better than 99. God yeah, yeah, yeah. God yeah, fucking yeah. help me if I had 99 backers. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast. 100, 100 looks better than 99. Decay looks better than rotten. rotten. Like, we just doing whatever just looks better than the next thing. <laughs> it's so funny. So, if we, like, the campaign, if we had, if we had done this interview like the campaign got better as it went along but they, this shit we got an angry and angry you're like yeah motherfuckers ain't showing no luck <laughs> we're lucky that it was 107 because <laughs> boy if it was 99 but that's my whole point on getting on the promotional side like what what kickstart was doing what you were doing mm-hmm. because a lot of times you'll start some some shit as a creator and you'll think all oh, people ain't fucking with it like they ain't fucking with it like this is quality why aren't they fucking with it they don't know they don't know. Like, <laughs> but I told them. I made sure they knew. I made- well, no, no. The, 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 the specific <laughs> individuals, yeah, the specific individuals that hit you up, I mean, that you hit up, especially close friends that really knew about it and wasn't really trying to give or whatever, that's a completely different thing. Facts. But for Facts. people that just don't, yeah, maybe just a bunch of people that would have loved to, you know, contribute. That's what this had is no, for. Had no idea. Exactly. This was so important for me because I wanted to be like, I want to be like, let's, a, yeah, let's get into that. Cause you was, cause you was getting into the whole getting on the podcast before we started recording. Like you saying, yeah, man, just trying to, you know, like maybe they'll, they'll fuck with me. Like I'm friends with MJ and it's that's fun. his brother. We grew up next door to each like, other. JP, like Joyce Boyce. It's not like MJ hit me up. He didn't hit me up. Like, hey, but you know what? The thing is in here. Okay. I'm so, I'm so sorry. So sorry, JP. I love you. I love you. I love you. You, y'all were having conversations like, Y'all were like, you know, and I was like, bro, y'all are friends. Like, y'all have a correspondence. It's like, to me, it's easier just to be like, while y'all are talking like, hey, my boy Stoskots is going. As as far as saying like, yo, MJ, let me get Keon's number. Yo, MJ, you know, obviously y'all talk too. But like, I don't talk to MJ about this as much as I talk to JP about. This is JP shit. She loves it. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, I love this series so much. So much so. I made it. I made her put her on the fucking cover. Right. So that was, that's what it was for me is just like. It would feel weird. To, I think it's weirder for me to reach out without a correspondence. And that's, but that's why I was like, just send him a copy because if you see it, then you'd be like, oh, okay, this is a real product as opposed, opposed to, and now this is like a mutually beneficial thing as opposed to like, oh, put me on or something like that. You yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. It was especially important because I want to be like the creative voice in the city. Like, this is super important to me to be like, 
like I want to be that guy, and you know, from Manassas, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I want to also help other people, but I want to be like when you think of creativity, Manassas, I want it to be that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So this is this is. But ain't nobody put out no comic book like Stokes did though. Like you ain't heard it. <laughs> and nobody know like motherfuckers doing like you know albums are doing like web series and shit. Nobody well, got one a comic. Of, well, one of the re- re- uh, rewards that you're giving out is a mixtape. Yes. Yeah. But, what is that? <laughs> it's all my friend. You know, like uh, you know, going back to like you know running around each other and helping. I was like, okay, I can make a mixtape which fits the kind of fits the theme it's in new orleans you know it's black so you know what I'm saying some and it's got different kinds there's a there's a bonus song that's kind of like a like a like electronic mix one of my friends has like an acoustic wow. song that's like really somber really cool like some rap songs um shouts out to the ron shouts out to jock um okay you know, so, okay so this mixtape is okay so this is a conglomeration of local artists okay. look people i know all everybody on this mixtape are like my brothers like these are all people that i i think they're super talented that i think are really good i gotta get uh, and and did you put this project together from all these like did you dj Khaled this and like <laughs> like are, are y'all the best now i said look <laughs> this i'm here's here's the product here's the product what do you think i got a song that works right here yo let me get this song hey write this song for me and that's how it was so it's a little bit of everything but like i, I don't want to make a platform what this was important for me because i knew a lot of super talented people and i want to you know put them on my shoulder not put them on my shoulder like not that motherfuckers need me to but like i said <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, i want to put these niggas on my back not, like <laughs> I, like i like i just want to i just want to behind them <laughs> I, sounds good but i just want to you know, i, I want to involve people in this so we can all enjoy it's like a, it's like a team dub you know nah, what i'm saying i totally understand what you're saying yeah i, I totally understand what i got to get Luki d and devondre frazier on the next one they're super talented as well those are my I, guys I don't know. I don't know them. That's yeah, what's no. great. Hey, after the mixtape, um, you we will. Yeah, you yeah. you'll know them, and that that was the whole point. You know what I'm saying? Because I I can't do this all by myself. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of people that 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 I depend on, and and like I'll never. You can call me arrogant. I don't think you can call me like selfish or like not generous because um, I like I said, I try to get but, credit. But what's funny is that's where the arrogance starts to let out. Mm-hmm. So if anyone would even deem you arrogant for a second, as soon as they are able to grant to themselves that you're also a selfless type of person and you like to share and mm-hmm. bring people together, get things done yeah. with other creators, then it's like, oh, well, damn, is he really as arrogant as I thought he was if he's willing to do all and that And more. Um, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's when you're just like, oh, no, he's just passionate and he's confident in what he does because he actually does this. He researches this stuff. He watches and he has now you again you don't listen to or you don't watch or I'm sorry read novels unfortunately you, you, on the on the other one you said oh, I can't believe they still make those they still print them shit. <laughs> you still cutting down trees for that bullshit <laughs> 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 just kidding <laughs> that's wild but there, but there was a really really good one that I just read it's a classic it's called Middle March by Marianne Evans who goes by the name of George Eliot and I was talking to him many many pods ago about the level of detail that she writes at and how amazing that detail is. Yeah. Literally just the way someone looks or, or it'll be dialogue, but just like the nitty gritty of the dialogue comes out. And I'm like, you know how, how aware and how observant of a person you have to be to even have a shot at writing like this. I couldn't do it. 
That's why I make comic books. Because my artist does, <laughs> my artist added all this shit. If you look at shit, I said, yeah, she's holding up a voodoo doll. <laughs> but, but, you, but you have, but you have the, the observational properties to be able to look in or listen into dialogue. Yes. And understand what is interesting or what is compelling about dialogue. Yes. In order to be able to write it's it down. It's a different thing. And that's why I don't necessarily like novels because I don't like getting slowed down to be, part of me, hey, I said I, I, I wrote 800 pages. Ask how many I edited of those 800. 12, <laughs> 24, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I just go by the seat of my, I'm almost like Roadrunner. Like I'm just, so taking a dialogue, you have to, uh, the novel, you have to like slow down and like add detail and add all this, this, that, this, that. And, and it's the, op- it's almost like the opposite kind of medium than mm. what I'm working in. Yeah. So I wish, I, hey, I applaud you for, for fucking reading novels. I don't have the that's, attention span. The attention span. That, yeah. That's your yeah. thing. Cause right, I'm thinking right. like with a novel, you, there's no, there's no pictures. You have to use your words yeah. to paint that picture. But versus a comic, you don't need as many words because you're showing them what's happening. Yeah. I operate. Pow! Boom! Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> I know you're There's none of that shit in here. I know you haven't read my shit. It's a 1970s. You don't, Batman you don't, you don't got the Batman, uh, Adams, uh, Kapow. but I work in a visual medium. So it's almost Zoom. like the opposite. <laughs> I could learn from some novels, but I almost feel like plays would be like the in between the two that I would learn the most from like dialogue and, and like acting and stuff like Dude, that. So I got to assume that you watch a lot of movies. <sighs> Holy shit. And not as much as I used to, which is a shame. Like when I, oh, shout out to Muhammad. He used to work at the movie theater. <laughs> I didn't pay for a movie from like 2009 to 2011. <laughs> well, hold on. My- shout out to Mo for that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mo. I want to follow that up. Do you go, do you watch plays? Do you go see theater? Are you a theater kid? Bro, or? I'm so sorry. I don't have the, this is like, I'm a, I'm ashamed of this. I don't have the time or the intention span. Like when I was working at a bullshit ass job, not creating nothing, I had all time. Bro, I remember my, one of the, my, one day I had a day off. I watched the, the I got the Fight Club Blu-ray because that's what I spent my money on. Uh, I had the Fight Club Blu-ray. I watched Fight Club, listened to the director's cut, listened to the edit, the editor's cut, like in one fucking day. I don't have the time no the patience anymore. I wish that I watched more, but I have to be more efficient with my with my time now. Essentially, I would love to go see a play, but the reality is that it just takes a lot. It just takes a lot of time and all that stuff. Oh, but I do love the August Wilson um, movies um, based on the plays like Fences. Fantastic. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Shouts out to, you know, R.P. Chadwick. Fucking amazing movie. So mm-hmm. I do. I if I wish I could just stop time and just watch and read and do all this shit but i because that's my that's where my passion lies honestly but you kind of got to give some of that up to um to to kind of get some things done to make your own art unfortunately so yeah there's, yeah, there's got to be a healthy ta- balance between in, living yeah. and creating yeah. it takes investment in other areas to even be able to accomplish a lot of that stuff you know yeah but it's something i would love to do like i would love to i got the uh it's the book about oh so i watched the last dance you guys watched the last dance the, the Michael talk, Jordan yeah, yeah I watched like half of it oh the last yo I'm thinking save the last dance what the <laughs> hell <laughs> oh, nah no. oh no I'm like uh yeah 20 fucking years yeah. ago like how are you bringing that in the conversation okay no I didn't watch that so it's about MJ and, and that documentary honestly I thought you watched that you didn't I'm watch shocked. any oh. episodes of the last. Oh, dance? I'm sorry. That's what it was called. The whole Michael Jordan doc. There's like seven episode series thing. I think it's ten episodes. Ten episodes, yeah. whatever it is. Okay, I'm sorry. Amazing. I lied. I watched that. Okay, <laughs> I, did, it good? I did watch that. That's like might be my favorite. What I watched was good. I didn't watch the whole thing. 
so that really that spoke to me like just because because I would just I would just I didn't realize what who I was like I was just I would just be angry because I'm like these motherfuckers making these weak ass movies <laughs> making these weak ass TV shows not putting the effort in because as much as I don't necessarily like love The Last of Us it's like they put effort in like they, the animators the voice actors everybody put in work it's not some shit they just threw together it's and, not and haphazardly a, yeah constructed but they, sure. people were doing that shit I'm like damn I'm like Max I'm like I don't have nothing and these motherfuckers just bullshitting trying to just this push this nigga Anthony has done a lot of hating from, yes, his, from yes. his house yes <laughs> motherfuckers would call me a hater oh man motherfuckers call me a hater call me a critic now they read my shit they the critics now don't call me no fucking critic <laughs> Don't call me no fucking critic. Consider yourself an antagonist. I don't want to be, but <laughs> I don't want to be. No, it's it, when you. It's just when you get me talking about my passion. Like that's what I've been told. Like my my friend, my friend at work, she was like, "Yeah, my daughter, my or my cousin, or somebody's trying to get in on your thing." I told her, and "I'm like, oh, what's up? Let's meet up." She's like, "No, absolutely not. You have a force of personality." I was like, thank you. She's like, I didn't mean it as a compliment. She's like, no, I'm trying to protect her. She's like, you will eat her. You will eat her alive. But like, it's more so I'm talking about my passion. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really, I'm really fired. This is, this is what I, this is my first love. You know what I'm saying? Like storytelling. You know what I'm saying? Like, so no, I'm super, I'm super passionate about it, you know? So it does come off. Those were cool, and you know we're we're having a good time. I wouldn't act like this. I wasn't like this on a constructed comics. You know what I'm saying? Like no, yeah, nah, no, you not weren't. at all. No, yeah, yeah, yeah like I said. And, and shout out to Construct. No, yeah, yeah, fantastic comics. guys, fantastic just a different episode. kind of pod. Just absolutely different type of interview. Absolutely, that was yeah, no, absolutely, and that's what is great. And like I said, I can kind of cut loose, say the N word. I might, might not. I haven't. <laughs> Don't be pressured into saying it. You know what's funny? You don't have to say it on this episode, on you this know, podcast. Tarantino inspired me. <laughs> my biggest inspiration. <laughs> my biggest inspiration of saying the word nigga is. No. I'm not going to say the N-word in anything I write. None of the characters will say the N-word. Uh, that was like a real. I want to. Because I do say it a lot in my personal life. Right. But I was like, I want to be more creative. I want to be more. I want to be. Because I was listening to Drake. And of course, you just pull different inspirations from different things. Like I said, Cooks. Right. MJ. You know, Drake. He said, my mom taught me how to say things differently. So you listen to Drake. He doesn't say things normally. Like he'll he'll add an extra little layer of something that makes it like makes it pop. Like, yeah, it's a slick talk. Yeah, he's that's what that. dialogue. That's what you also want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, for instance, uh, I'm, I'm in my fantasy league with my with my guy Ty, e. um, and he was talking about he's talking about I want I'm, I'm I want a petty win. I want this player to do worse just for just for the sake of it. Even I'm not gonna win. And my friend was like, I consider a petty win a win. I said, I consider a win a win. You know, of actual shit like that. Like shit, little, little fucking little shots. I've, I, I did, uh, I did customer service for the Navy. <laughs> customer service. We know well, about it. Tell us. And I would have to welcome. This is dangerous. This is really spicy. I would have welcome. to tell these people, I would have to tell them, give them information and talk shit. But in a in a way that I couldn't immediately identify as getting in trouble. Yeah, of course. That's that's where the shit talk really really uh, took another level. And this this one guy was like, he was like, um, I was like, did you do this with your computer? He's like, why would I need that? I said, for this exact scenario. <laughs> He's like, uh, you got me there, buddy. <laughs> got me there, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to find a way. I've talked about that on here before, like having to find ways to have a little bit of fun with the guests that you got to deal with. Yeah, because oh. they just in there on some on some fuck shit, and you you you, you got to be able to make fun of them without losing your job. Basically, right? no, and I got that's an art. I was I was okay. One more time, JP. Like I was hanging out with my <laughs> friends, my customers, sir, my my uh, IT friends. I hung out with her, and I was just giving, talking shit, talking shit. She's like, "You gonna be an asshole this whole weekend?" <laughs> I, was I was like. 
I was like, my bad, yo. I had to, I had to turn my my customer service brain off. Yeah, it's because I'm off the sugar free monsters. Yeah, fact. <laughs> no shits. I'm like Bradley Cooper off Limitless. Off the off. The, hey. uh, <laughs> I see like algorithms and shit on the wall. Like, oh man, this stuff is uh, this stuff. This is like MJ's uh, secret. Uh, is, is is there uh, is there a certain headspace that you like to be in to create, sir? <sighs> like, is it is it is it just the monster? I like being angry. I like being, oh. <laughs> I like being petty. I like I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers. I got I'm super competitive. If you couldn't tell, like, and that's why I was talking about the MJ documentary. Like, I didn't know what it was, why I was so aggro, why I would be so irritated. But I, I saw Michael Jordan. It's like, if you're not going to do this on a certain level, you're not going to attempt it. Then why are you here? Like, that's I w- what I feel. I was ready to ask you, did did watching that documentary put like just kind of a battery in your back? that were Because you, you know, you were just watching greatness. Bro, like it not only put a battery in back, I felt vindicated. I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm locked in. Like right, I'm yeah, ten yeah. toes down now because and, and my friend, we 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 had a conversation about humility, and I also wanted to ask you about that because that seems like a real like Earl question. Like, what do you guys think about humility? Do you think it's like, I love that people can come on here and say things like that. Yeah. That this is going to be an Earl question. I, no, I, this is fucking hilarious. Go, please. Yes, no, do, do you that. think Shoot. humility? Because I look at people to want to chase greatness. You almost have to give up humility because to even think that you are capable of these things, you have to think that there's something special about you. You know, Drake says that he got here by divine intervention. And he believes the shit. Well, I think he also said something about being, being, uh, Something about being humble doesn't work as well as being aware. Facts. That's that's definitely something that he said. But let me just so because something that happens a lot of times is people will try to start a debate or a conversation discussion about something. And without everyone no, no. first understanding what that thing is, Fact. they jump into the conversation. And so you're already haphazardly having a discussion about something. And that's why I hate something. It's so vague, you know, humility. The quality or condition of being humble, modest, opinion or estimate of one's own importance, rank, etc. Let me just go ahead and click on humble since humility was kind of just a play on that. Not proud or arrogant, modest, having a feeling of insignificance, inferiority or subservience, low in rank, important status, quality. Sounds right? like me. So some of this stuff is pretty. Yeah. So that's really what humility is means low in height level small in size lower in condition and importance they dignity make, they make the word humble sound so important so good and when you read the definition you, low in status yes the the only thing that looks kind of good is modest courteously respectful mm-hmm. yeah right but but aside from that they're pretty much saying that you know that you're in a low rank yeah you shut your mouth be modest sit, yeah. sit in the corner and so there's just got to be balance and nuance to things. Yes. That's just pretty much what it comes down to. There is a healthy amount of humility that one ought to have. Um, there's also a way of you can be great at something, but it doesn't necessarily mean that at every point in turn, you got to let everybody know just how great you are. Sometimes yeah. you just got to let what you do speak for itself. It should speak for itself. Yes. Right. Exactly. So that's kind of where I'm. So when you ask me about humility, yeah, you're trying to get to a certain place and if we're bringing up the last dance, there was a part on there. It was as soon as he made that game-winning shot down in North Carolina, like the first game he was able to actually <laughs> play, and he made the game-winning shot. After that, he said, and this is what sticks from with me from that. He said, w- making that shot gave me the confidence that I needed to excel at the game of basketball. 
I, I biologically this shit was in here. I yes. was gaining knowledge, but making that shot gave me the confidence that I needed to excel at the game. He needed that game in particular and that shot to make him believe that he could be that person. Mm-hmm. Then once he unlocked the belief that he could be something, then he was able to excel. So a question to ask yourself is, at what point is it okay to believe that you can be great at something? Mm. Because at, at everyone great at something had at some point to believe it. They yep. had to, they had to shave off a bit of that humility and take on some awareness and say, oh wait, actually I think that I'm better than most of the people that I see doing this thing. Or the ability to. Yeah, like I might be able to actually take this shit somewhere. So you have to be able to have the wherewithal to even question that, to, to be able to observe it and then question it. I think what people mean, because when you, yeah, when you think about the idea of being humble, it is, it's kind of shitty. It almost has a negative connotation. It's like the opposite of what you think. I think what people mean is to say, it's like, don't treat people like shit. Like, that's what they mean, which I agree with 100%. But if you pose, like I said, I'm supposed to come on here and be like, you know, I just do, I just dabble in, you know. I'm not as good as this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm on here. It could be good. It could suck. I mean, take a look, maybe, please. Hopefully. I don't know. Fuck out of here, bro. And, and I I was like, and, and there's another great, because I'm upset obsessed with sports figures because they're they, they, that shit like i to answer i think like you said is i put a bat on your back i watch that shit once a month when i'm like down depressed i'll put on that like that fucking mj documentary mm. and i just go i just like i just get that that in this oh i'm fucking superman <laughs> hey this nigga need a sponsorship all right yeah honestly he's really <laughs> my life has one. been like just writing and just sugar-free sugar-free uh <laughs> for sugar-free energy drinks but uh kobe was talking about how when he was in his first year at like basketball league he didn't score one point and he came back he worked at it he came back i think michael jordan got cut from JV as well. And he said when when he was younger, he noticed that the kids could only bounce with their with their own hand. So he would he would push them and steal. He said he scored 70 points in one game just stealing the ball off these kids. Mm. And it's like, dude, he had to he had to know. Like he he's been he's been Kobe since he was a fucking child. Like mm. and that that's what's you don't you like you need to talk about Serena, like her dad, you know what I'm saying? You you had to you Tiger Woods, you know what I'm saying? Like they you can be born great, but it has to be something in you from like a certain age, you know, for you to really in my opinion, um, to really be to excel at something. You know what I'm saying? Uh and that 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 yeah, that that thing like the documentary like super fast fascinated me. And it, I think everybody should watch it, honestly. Yeah, want no, some motivation. I think so too. I'm always looking at stuff, whether it be films or documentaries or books. I'm always oh, looking man. at stuff and then finding that I like something weird out of it. Like we were oh, on man. the way down to the last hike, and Mikhail was in the car. We were playing. It's called "Close" by J Cole off the last album they put out, Off Season, and it's a song about him growing up in New York, uh, or not growing up, but him on the scene at the very beginning of his career on New York in New York, trying to make it work. And how he clearly had this friend that was caught up with in the drug game and a bunch of stuff he had no business being a part of. And at the end of it, the guy dies. All right. The guy dies in the end of the story. And the way J. Cole finds out is he's having a dream and some guys roll up and start shooting. But then J. Cole wakes up from that dream to a text message from his mom telling him that his friend died in real life. And he's like, oh, fuck, he just died in my dream. 
Like, damn, this life is no joke. That's mm-hmm. the last line. This life is no joke. So that's supposed to be the aha moment. And that's what Mikhail told me. Like, yeah, this is the aha moment of the, the song. This is clearly built to be the favorite part. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this motherfucker. My favorite part was like 16 bars ago <laughs> when he just said uh, something about looking up at his at his friend and seeing hope in his eyes. Hope for a better way to cope with the with the lean and the coke and, or something like that and the pain and the scars. Yeah, my whole like my whole thing is looking at a friend of yours that is clearly going through some stuff, but is way too prideful to ever tell you about what it is they're going through. Mm-hmm. And you look in their eyes and you see that they have hope for themselves outside of the way that they've been medicating themselves or dealing with whatever trauma or grief they're going through. You look in their eyes and you can see that they have some sort of hope of another way of achieving remedy mm-hmm. and salvation mm-hmm. of some sort. And so when he said that, that was my favorite part because I'm like, oh, shit. How do you look in one of your friend's eyes and see that? <laughs> like That's that's wild to me. Espe- He's a real es- thoughtful guy, J. Cole. He is, especially knowing that that friend would never say anything to you, but you can look in their eyes and tell that they that they wished better for themselves and that they're just giving you a bunch of bravado like, nah, man, I'm going to fuck these bitches and smoke this weed. Like, but that's not really how they look in their eyes. Ain't nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, nah, absolutely not. Big, big bees, nigga. Big blunts, big backwoods. <laughs> I'm just, but but that was that was my favorite thing. So I'm, I'm always looking at stuff and pulling, well, like I said, something interesting out of it. I forgot what yeah. the fuck this was. Even no, I mean, from. and just, we talked about that. Shut the comic book. Say, like, is there a favorite moment? There's a couple. There's a couple of favorite moments. But I'll, I'll kind of give you a. a, a Jay Cole is really good at finding the human moment and just touching you and, and finding the human experience. And I, you got to try to find that too. Just such a person and relate relate to them and what they go through. But there's this moment in decay. There's a wall of, I always fuck this up, headstones, basically. It's like a wall of, like, they, they slabs. They can't bury people in the dirt because the water, the ground's too soft. So they, they build them they, they build them up, and they're a brother and sister, and it's in New Orleans. And um, they uh, the, the, the character gets done doing, like, a little voodoo ritual before they go, and then he's, he's like, hey— um, why, why don't you bring your, your voodoo? It's not gonna be voodoo at the final, but you're gonna, why don't you bring your stuff over? She's like, mom and dad are Christian. And then, um, they're at their graves and she's like, this is all because of a bunch of water. And she was like, it's a lot of water though. And it's a, it's a reference to Hurricane Katrina. It's like these little mm-hmm. human moments that you can get in. Like, like I said, you just want to slide it in. Like, right. You wanna, yeah. You want to yeah, yeah. jump in real quick and, and give that backstory, that exposition, that character development that people miss somehow. Some people like, well, sh- Right over people's heads, but that's like, like you, you sending me telling me that story. I'm like, damn, like I need to listen to more J. Cole. Like I need to try to catch those moments. Essentially, that's what it is for me. Now I remember where I was going because we were talking about the last Good. dance, Michael Jordan's thing. Now, one of the things that just happened to click was someone that worked with him was like, you know what MJ's superpower was that no one ever talks about? His superpower was being able to root himself in the moment. That was his superpower. Being present. Exactly. Because once he locked in, once whatever it was he did, he put his headphones on or whatever it was he did and you saw him get into that zone, it was a wrap. That's where he was. Game over. And my brother, I see he does the same thing when he gets on his laptop. I call it, he synced in now. It's like like he took a wire and placed it in his temple and then connected it to the laptop. Have you seen the Tiger documentary? The who? The I said the Tiger. The Tiger documentary, not Tiger. 
Tiger Woods. Like, oh right? no, no, yeah, he's a tiger. I'm like, I'm not. No, I'm not <laughs> watching the Tiger documentary. The Tiger documentary was like <laughs> never. So the Last Dance is is a vanity project. It's the best vanity project ever, but it is a vanity project. It's very glowing about Michael Jordan. You know, it's mostly good stuff. You know, they didn't, they didn't ask about his wife. You know, what I'm saying they put the stuff with his dad in there, and which. Which is great. Like, it's really good that they put that shit in there. I don't like the, the strength that he had to probably have to watch that scene. People are accusing, they're blaming his dad's death on like his gambling habits. Get, yeah. get the absolute yeah, fuck wow, out of here. That's wild. But the Tiger Woods documentary, his dad is like, it's almost like a, it's almost like the darker underbelly of that, like this greatness. It's like Tiger's dad, like, like just like hypnotize him into being great at golf. And me, I didn't watch golf. Who the fuck watches golf? But you would see the, the motherfucker would hit a golf ball. And this shit would like curve back and be all like, you're like, this is superhuman. Like, okay, right. Michael Jordan's dunking. Presumably, I could dunk at some point. I could never in my life hit a shot that that curves like that. But he said he would go in the zim. He would psych himself up. It's only him and the the hole. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor for, for there sure. somewhere. But he would just get he like you say he would get locked in and 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 it goes into like the toll that it took on his personal life and his family life and and his you know his family and his you know all this stuff. But that's why I mean think about that. But like yeah, you have to you have to size yourself up and you and that that's why really why I asked about the Amelia thing because to me like I say you you should be nice. You shouldn't shit on people. You shouldn't be a dick to people for no reason. That's 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 whack. Don't do that. Right. But again, to to want to achieve greatness, like I feel like a lot of people do, you can't be like. Okay, oh, have y'all seen the Kevin Hart interview? Which one? Kevin. He like he. Whenever he talks about himself, it's like, oh, I'm doing all. I'm I'm a humble guy. I'm out here selling shows. I got ten shows on fucking TBS. You're like you're not humble. You're almost an egomaniac. But the 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 weirdness is that you won't admit it. Like you won't admit that. Oh you, yeah, he throwing some wild Kevin Hart yeah, shots yeah, yeah. in here. Y'all, y'all see what I'm saying? Have y'all seen it? You have to see. I've, I've 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 seen him speak quite a bit. And I'm, to, bit. to me, it's like to me, it's like when you do that fake humility shit. That's the weird shit to me. Where mm. instead of being like, "Yo, I'm Kevin Hart, I'm that nigga," I sold out the Madison Square Garden. Like he should be. There's no fucking way you could be Kevin Hart and not think like you're the guy. Like you couldn't. But when he acts like he does, he's like, "Oh, I did this, I did that," but I'm humble. It's like it's disingenuous. It was the same with Chance the Rapper. I thought where the guy would be like. Oh, I'm just a normal guy. I got my overalls. And then what? People didn't like his album. Lost his fucking mind. He said, I feel like people want me to kill myself. And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who said that? You're not Russ. You're not getting harassed. People yeah. just didn't like your album. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> remember too much like Chance the Rapper hate. Like real hate. No. Like maybe we don't like the music. You don't like, like the, the album. album. But I don't remember anyone. We love you, like, but you don't like the album. Yeah, pretty much. But you couldn't, you couldn't because your ego, because he does have an ego, and again, why shouldn't Chance the Rapper have an ego? But it's like, I mean, you, he was the poppinest rapper for a minute. Like, Chance the Rapper was like an indie darling that was selling, like, doing arena shows. It's like this, this fucking chord that he walked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what's funny is, no matter how big you get, there are going to be people to kind of put you back in your place. So you say, like, how could you feel this way about yourself if you're like this, if you're like a Kevin Hart? He could probably feel that way because there's Dave Chappelle over there, too. Right. So there's going to be someone. J. Cole just put out a song called Heaven's EP. It's on it's on YouTube. It's a dope song. It's like three minutes long, if that. And he talks about how people are always talking about him being behind Drake and Cole at being number three. You mean Kendrick? I'm sorry. Yes. Kendrick. Kendrick and Drake. He's definitely. Right. So a lot. Of, but a lot of people say that. And he's just like rapping about it and saying, yeah, those guys are superstars to me. Whatever the case is, Drake on this latest album he put out 
has also talked about, I think it was on the song The Remorse, how people have gotten into his head and made him think that he is not as great as he would like to believe that he is. So I think if you're a creator, and this kind of goes to what you were saying about feeling like you kind of shit at what you're doing, and then at some point getting some sort of backing and feeling good and reinvigorated and confident in what it is you do again. But there are going to be those times where you teeter back and forth between those feelings. Let me say one thing. When you're doing an interview, like that kind of goes out the window because mm. this is like this is the best part of my fucking week. Like being here to talk about my shit. So I'm, I'm, I'm riding high. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm in a studio and the song's not working. I feel like when you do an interview, you're, you put yourself in a headspace. You think you you think about what you're about to say and potential topics. And right. Stuff like yeah, that. yeah. So I think that's a true representation of yourself. I'm not saying that Kevin Hart sh- and Drake shouldn't doubt themselves. But I don't think you should sit here and be disingenuous. Right. Say the shit. Yeah, I'm Kevin Hart. I'm fucking, I'm slinging dick. Like, I, I got, I'm doing fucking arena <laughs> shows. I got 10 fucking TV shows, bro. Like, Hard to be humble when you're stunting on the jumble drop. It's just fake. It's just, I just don't like, I, I, like, I think we all agree. We don't, we don't like fake shit. You know what I'm saying? And it, then when somebody is, we all say that. And then when somebody is genuine and just says, yeah, I think I'm good at what I do. Motherfuckers look at you crazy. Well, you know what? I enjoy that because if you're observing that sort of conditioning and conduct and behavior out of people, then that means that you have listened to this podcast and what you have found here is the opposite of that fuckery. Yes. Which is why, which is one of the reasons why you wanted to be a part of this. Yes. Is there anything at all about this platform and the way that we have conducted ourselves on this platform that you would like to speak on, comment on, anything at all you've ever heard? Anything. I like to be invited back, but no, you guys. Are, okay, you, you got no, you guys, you guys are great. I, I like that, by the way. I like that the people that have come here have have enjoyed it, yes, and they would like to come back. Yes, I don't think I've I was any, thinking yeah. about this at, and this is a different point. This is a completely different point, like because, like again, when I when I when I thought like I might be on here like last year, my headspace was completely <laughs> different. No, it's been that long. Damn, <laughs> oh, it's been. Oh, that long. <laughs> It's been that long. <laughs> I did not know yeah. about any of this going yeah. on behind the scenes. This is funny. This, now that we're getting more and more pieces to this puzzle, it's just making it. This is really painting the picture now. It's making it much funnier that you're actually here in the flesh now. You guys are doing no seriously. You guys are doing a great job. Like and and again, we're not. We, we don't have to shit on somebody just recording with their friends. There's nothing wrong with that. But y'all take this seriously. And because I was talking to one thing i heard one thing i heard because a lot of people haven't told me this but oh you should aim your sights lower you should try to aim smaller fuck out of here you know what i'm saying like get out of here don't don't i want to hear that shit mm. like i think like and i'm not trying to sell you i'm not trying to sell anybody short like i think this is a fantastic platform i think mm. y'all doing a great fucking job like i can easily see this on like in a spotify deal or something like that truthfully you know truthfully i'm not blowing smoke like it's 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 great what you guys have what y'all, what y'all are doing? I'm looking at this soundboard. <laughs> no, you got and look, you we can all look at each other and be like, can respect each other's crafts and say, you know, we're doing we're doing our shit. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that, and that should be applauded. So, great great fucking job. Like you know, like I said, super super fucking happy to be here. Like I said, it's been it's been a while in the making, but please keep keep doing what you're doing. Um, and it, it's it's fucking incredible. One thousand percent. Do you have anything left for this man, Anthony Stokes, the comic book creator, the screenwriter, um, the the, the mixtape producer? <laughs> I don't, put man, that on my resume. This guy, yeah, yeah, man. I don't really have too much else. I'd probably just tell you to just let the people know where they can find you. St- at Stokes the Writer on Twitter, 
You can email me stokesanthony39 at yahoo.com. I will have merch um, I, and I will have the comic books, physical copies of the comic books for sale soon. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Keon, what are your last words for the people? Man, my last, my last words today is just like the Michael Jordan documentary, watching that, seeing the greatness. I feel like I've seen some of that in you as well. Only thing I'm going to say is just keep pushing, man. Keep pushing. Man, that's well. That's some good praise. Thank you so much. Sir, yes. Anthony Stokes. Yes, sir. Old next door neighbor. This is so crazy. <laughs> Old next door neighbor. She, this is so fucking hilarious. What are your last words for the people, sir? Um, check out my combo, please. <laughs> check out the guys. Check out the guys too. <laughs> I'm trying to make some money, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, and we will have you back. Whenever when when are you thinking about the next issue? Like what what what's March? The- is the Kickstarter my Mardi Gras? It works. It's plenty mm. of time to get away okay. and get everything, con, you know, get everything uh, together. I'll have be I'll be all the more wiser. So yeah, like right. that's what I'm thinking. Issue two, and I might I might also have I have this other comic book that's in the works, but you know we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, okay. So we'll so, all right. So then we'll be in contact with you. Until then, past then, yes, sir. yeah, yes, yeah. Sir. We'll have to figure that out. My last words for the people. Look at this. This is magic. Keon and I, we had no idea that this is what it would be at some point in time. Hell no. We had no idea. I'm pretty certain that Anthony over here had no idea. I mean, I mean, past two years ago that you would have had this comic book made the way that you have it made today. Your baby is here. Yes. Uh, so this is pretty much just a reminder that get out there and do it. Yes. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, get out there and do it. People have asked, oh, how do you start a podcast? Same way you start everything else. You just do it. Yeah. Start it. Most people don't start the thing. Whatever the thing is, whatever your passion project is. That's typically is, the hardest part. That, that, yeah, that thing that you've been telling people you're going to be doing for the past two years. You just need to start it. You have no idea what form it's going to take six months down the line, a year down the line. It's going to evolve. Just Start. Can I expound on that real quick? Yes. Um, I try to get better at something every day. Like just one thing. You know, I try to do one thing with the comic book. Maybe I try to lose some weight. Maybe I try to get better at work. If you do that one thing, you will ex- improve exponentially over the course of a year, two years, five years. So that's all. I'll, just to, to just to add to that. Uh, bars. We <laughs> out of here. Anybody else have anything else they need to say to the people? This has been an awesome episode 83. Any last words? Pod Anthony Stokes in here in this bitch. Yeah. DK, Hold on. the comic book. Out. I like your shirt. Thank you. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, man. Rainforest Cafe still a thing? That's just a bust. Oh, all right. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, all right, everybody. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>